Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. What do you guys want to talk about? You are listening to the flagship podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. The, The cool fans, Rich, cry. When Sami Zayn hugs DUI Oos. That's what cool fans do. Cool fans call the Bloodline storyline better than any cinema. That's what the cool fans are doing. It's us nerds. Ours virgin nerd here. dorks, yeah, that like the wrestling yeah. rich crage. And I could be I'm allowed to be a fucking work rate nerd for the G1. I don't I just want them to have great matches and a wheel like kill themselves. I don't care. It's not my body. I just want to watch great matches. Stop yelling at me, I agree. <laughs> And we are live on the flagship podcast. I am Rich. He is Joe. Joe, what's happening? How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. A lot of wrestling this week, and you've talked about a lot of it. So you're going to... What's th- what's three more hours, right? What's three more? Just wow, add it to the pile. It. Let's, go, let's go four. Let's do four. Let's do five. I'll go all night. Ernie Banks. Let's play two. <laughs> let's play two. You want to do back-to-back flagships tonight? Okay. I don't know what we're going to do you for don't. the last three hours, but yeah, fuck it. I don't need to go to work. Screw that. Quit. Oh, please. You're so <laughs> full of shit. I quit. You're, you're going to do this show, and and you're going to end the show, and you're going to go, all right, I got to go to bed. Bye. And you're going to be off the call. And, and <laughs> well, <laughs> but if we're doing two, seconds, then, I, you, like, I, then, you know. And you talk all this shit. Like, yeah, you're not going to do uh, – you don't want to do back-to-back shows. Don't, don't even – don't even play that, sir. You have no interest. I, I should not lie to our listeners, but I, I, I don't know if, if yeah. you if you approach me if I if I got on the call one time and you said fuck it, let's go ten hours. I feel like I couldn't. You know, if 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 I truly felt that you were in that mood, if you were in the mood and like, look, Rich, I have a lot to say. I got this, this, and this. We'll talk about. I, I would do it. I would do it for you, for the good of the listeners, for you. If I really felt that it was in your heart. So if it's in your heart, let's do ten it. Ten hours. Ten hours. You want to do ten hours? If it's in your heart. I will say this. I don't know if it's because of conditioning or, you know, from, from doing three hours every week for X amount of years or what, but I really do run out of steam right around that three hour mark. Every time it's amazing. Not, not the two hour mark, not two hours and 45 minutes. Always right around that three hour mark is when, I run out of steam, I run out of energy, and I'm talking, but my brain is processing the words I'm saying at like 0.75 speed. And I don't know if I'm making coherent points, and I don't know if I'm repeating myself, and it really just needs to end. That always happens right around that three-hour mark. So I do think that that's probably the sweet spot. The reality is the sweet spot is probably like two or two and a half hours. Well, you you can you hear it too. Get to the point. I, I I hear too when I go and edit that 
our voices are like gone all the time. Like our voices are never gone out. If I go to, you know, one hour and 48 minutes into the show, we sound fine. We're, we're both, you know, pretty high energy. Usually everything sounds fine. We're okay. You might be coughing a little bit. I might be stuffed up a little bit, but it's fine. We're fine. You go and listen to like two fifty five fifty five, and it's like, oh, all right, Joe. <laughs> I'm like, I have no voice anymore. You're just a, yeah. Like you can definitely tell that you're like, all right, end the show, Rich. We're done. And we got to go. And, and yeah, it's like the only times that it ever does kind of get back on track is if we do an overrun and we take that little bit of a break. We take that little four-minute, five-minute break or whatever. We could do it, and and I think we can do that. But, like, if it was just hour three and we just blew right through it and we're, we're just moving on to hour four, it'd be like, all right, this is – now I, I, I don't think we could do it. I, I think we would have to either take a break at some point or whatever. But I say we challenge ourselves one of these days. Uh, we do a 24-hour, I think. We should just probably do one of these times. Just a – a telethon of sorts. It. Yeah, why not? I mean, I would try it. You, you know, it would have to be. We'd have to get some guests on well- for sure so we can kind of, you know, lob some questions at them and hope that they can just kind of carry the load for, you know, 10 minutes or so to take a quick breather. But I think we could do it. Yeah, it would have to be very well paced. And, you know, you wouldn't be able to burn yourself out early. There'd have to be plenty of off topic, which I think people would want anyway. And, yeah, you definitely have to have some guests to take the load off a little. And also you got to have guests, not just to break it up, but to have something when you're in hour 13, right? <laughs> right, right. You have to have something to look forward to. Okay. In 45 minutes, here comes Andrew rich. Right. And it's like, you're hitting another benchmark, right? Like you, hour 16, you, Larry you, Dallas said he would show up. We'll find out if Larry Dallas will actually show up or not. That's exciting. That gets you, you know, that's going to keep you on the edge of your seat until that hour 16. No doubt about it. But if you're in hour 16 and you just you're like, oh, my God, we have eight hours to go. <laughs> right. We're we're drafting every wrestler ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> round How round are we 80, Joe, who you got? Like, uh... <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't you know. And, and then there's nothing to look forward to that breaks it up. It's, you know, it, that that would be the challenging part. I think if you have plenty of guests and you have plenty of things planned. Things to, to to get to. All right, I know in a half hour we're doing this. It like, you know, it keeps you help. It would help keep the energy, I think, and help sure. keep you going. Someone, someone said twenty four hour stream for charity. No, no, sir. Yeah, it pocket. would be behind the paywall. <laughs> my fucking pocket is with the charity. That'd be is. right behind the paywall. Okay. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> our tax bill at the end of the year. That's our charity. <laughs> yes. Mike Rotunda. Believe me. Uh, we're we're paying it to Mike Rotunda. Trust me. Yeah, you guys are getting it all back if you live in America. Trust me. Um. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I'd, I'd give it a shot. I've I've I always mean, thought I, like I that. I would rather do if we're gonna do like a dumb long thing. I'd rather just go for some ungodly thing. You know, I I don't want to just do five hours. Eh, that's whatever. Like at that point, twelve hours, twenty four, something like that. We got to go for for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know, go you, big. You gotta gotta bring the wives on at some point oh, to kill yeah. an hour. You know, you gotta <laughs> right. the boy, get it's... the boy on. He'll he'll have some me and the boy <laughs> the can boy. talk about video games for an hour or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, get the boy out there to talk about Minecraft and the Ender Dragon. And um, you know, squeeze a Joe Eats in there, a little rich drinks, just whatever you can think of. The, the great hits. We you gotta throw everything anyway. out there. The hits have to be on there. We gotta review Star K ninety one again. Just you know, see yes. if anything has changed in the last time that we uh, we last discussed Sarcade 91. Uh, we can review. What's the uh, Ungodly Long Joshi show? Dream Slam, right? 
Is that the one I'm thinking of about yeah, the nine-hour Joshi show? We could just review that. That should. That's been sitting in my YouTube playlist for years. <laughs> that runtime, man, man. I'm, I'm, I'm never watching. I got that, it too. I got it too. The runtime is like eight fifty-nine eighty. Like it's like I, I. Let me see what it is on my YouTube stream because I have the exact same one. And I'm always looking at that. Like, yeah. why is this in my queue? I'm, not, I'm never gonna watch Dream Slam. You know, I'm, I'm it's, just. It's funny because. It's number one on my watch later playlist because it's the last thing left that I haven't watched that I that I put on there the early. You know what I mean? Like everything else I put on there before that has been watched and it's been on there for years. And every time I go to my watch later list, part of me hopes that it get that it's gotten pulled. <laughs> right, so that account has been. <laughs> so. And then I can go, ah, oh, darn, I never got around to oh, it. What a shame. Nuts. Yeah. You know? Then it's not on me. For procrastinating and not watching it, it's it's someone else's fault that I've never seen. Yeah, five twenty eleven. Um, that's that's a, that's an arduous that's an arduous task there. But I guess we. Rich, I'm to... never slapping play. That's <laughs> never happening. It's never happening. Now, I'll go on YouTube pretty much every night before I go to bed just to just watch random shit. I probably could have gotten through this show by now, you know. And it's like if I just did it in little pieces, but I'm too busy going. Ooh, look at this Bobby Eaton versus uh versus Steve Armstrong match from WCW Pro in It's, probably, it's always a monsoon classic. It's always That's... a monsoon classic. Every single time I ever think, ah, you know what, I'm gonna watch this or this or whatever, I go to Monsoon Classic and I'm like, Yeah, yeah, Superstars ninety one. Let's see what <laughs> let's see what we got here. And Absolutely. I, I just hit random yeah. and I'm like, sure, I'll watch, you know. I'm trying to think of the, and... the, the the match that would hook me to say, ah, you know what, I'm gonna watch that. It's the dumbest thing you've ever seen. You know, it's some 1992 yeah, yeah. superstars crush versus like, or, or it's like, like uh, skin Skinner versus Virgil or something. <laughs> right. Why would I watch that? Yeah. No, but you're like, ooh, uh, that looks great. Yeah. And then six minutes and 27 seconds. Uh, it had to be pretty good, actually. I wonder what happened there. You know, you know what the algorithm has been pushing on me for for it got to be over a year by now. It's not. I, I haven't clicked watch later. It's just always when I load up the YouTube, it's the first video sitting there. And it's begging me to watch it. Is Andre the Giant versus Strong Kobayashi Ooh. from like 1979 or something? Oof. But but the file is like 37 minutes oh. long, so it's daunting. So I, I know the match itself is probably way shorter, but it's like they really want me to watch that. And now it's a, it's 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 like a test of wills. I'm like no algorithm. You're <laughs> I'm not, not watching it. Me. It's not me. I, I'm not gonna watch it. You know. Um, you know, one pot. There's a match that popped up last week, though, that I've had my eye on every night. And I just, I'm waiting for the right time. I'm waiting to have the right snack available. I'm waiting to have, like, you know, the house, you know, make sure everybody's asleep. It's, uh, it's Dusty Rhodes versus Bobby Eaton for the U.S. title in a cage. Oh, that's probably a hell of a match. And, you know, and it's only like 13 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm savoring this. I'm saving this. For the right moment. You want to be in the right spot. Gonna, you want to be in the right spot for that match. Got to be in the right spot. You can't just, that can't be the kind of thing you slap play on and you're busy on your phone or you're not really paying attention. I want the mood to be right for that Dusty Rhodes U.S. title defense against Bobby Eaton in the cage. You know, that's, it's got to be right for that. So uh, that one I've been saving. But uh, yeah, I'm never playing that, that that joshi show it never happened <laughs> there's also it's... the big egg uh, wrestling universe one that people talked about that one is 10 hours 19 minutes and 35 seconds yeah well, I, you know what i might have that let me pull up i gotta pull up my list now 
Let's see. That's a, that's a Roy Lucier um, uh, uh, upload. So you might you might hey, have you know. That. S- speaking of Roy Lucier, oh that Andre Strong Kobayashi Matt, forty five minutes oh, and eight seconds. What is on that video file? Probably entrances and post match and you know the match might be like nine minutes long for all I know. You know what I mean? But it's like it's from nineteen seventy two, by the way. Um, yeah, the. Uh, uh, Roy Lucier, I was going to say, he just recently uploaded a bunch of new previously unseen Lucha. I don't know if you've been paying attention. I, to that. Yeah, I have been seeing that from afar. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, awesome. I know Rob Viper's been reviewing some of it on his uh, Twitter feed, but I-, I slapped watch later on every one of those when they came up the other day. You know, my watch later list, it's funny because for every video I watch, I save about six. It's completely untenable. I'm never getting around to everything on this. Like, there's no shot that I'm watching all this stuff. And it just grows and grows and grows. And I keep saying, oh, there's going to be some lazy Sunday. (laughs) The winter. I I always say the winter is when I'll do that. (laughs) It never happens. It never happens. And it's never going to happen. Just crazy stuff. Like, uh, a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you saw these, but somebody uploaded a bunch of old original Australian world championship wrestling, Jim Barnett. Oh no. I've always been interested in seeing that. I've always been interested. I I never, I don't think I've ever watched that. So that's, if you remind me, I will send you the links. I will full length, full length television episodes of Jim (laughs) Barnett, WCW from the 1970s. I, again, those I'm going to savor, you know, that's like, you don't get fresher material than that. I've never seen any of that. Shit. No. So, um, you know, I'm definitely going to dig into that. And the Discord doesn't help because you, if you go into old school videos. Oh, there's always a Discord, great video getting. There's some handheld that you never knew existed of a match you never knew happened that's that's posted there every single God. day. And you're like, oh, I want to watch that. I want to watch that. I'm like, God damn it. I got to put yeah. that on the list, you know, and it's like. No, I'm never going to get to that shit. But where the list comes in handy is when I'm stumped for match of the week. I know I could just go to my list and be like, all right, this is a good opportunity to knock one of these off for myself. And, uh, you know, and then if it's suitable, you know, I'll just make it the match of the week. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I the, the Yeah, there it is. The 10 hour. I have that one too. <laughs> I knew, I knew you would have women. it. I knew you would have it on there. As if <laughs> the you were never going to sit down and go, all right. <laughs> 10 hours of Joshi. Let's let's make this happen. Even though that's an era of Joshi that I know that you you like a lot more, but the idea of you sitting down with a bowl of popcorn or whatever and going, Big Egg Universe, let's do this. Yep, that's what it is. The Big Egg Wrestling Universe. (laughs) November 20, 1994. A Um, 23-match card. (laughs) I think it opens with the two um, young girls from India in like an exhibition match or something. And that's as far as I got. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what happened to those girls, but they, they were the they were the shits. Don't get me wrong, but um, I was that's as far as I got. You know, I think wasn't Dave Meltzer at that show? I believe he was. Yes, yes. I think I think he always tells that famous story that he he was there and it did. I want to say it did something like you know two million dollars in merchandise sales or whatever. He always he always brings that up when he talks about like events. Like yeah. he'll do it during SummerSlam and he'll I'm sure he'll talk about it during Wembley. Anytime in the Observer, there's a, an event that has like a high gate. And high merchandise sales and like dollar per head or whatever, he brings up the big egg wrestling universe because they had, yeah, something like two million dollars in merch. Couldn't have two million in merch, right? I, I think it did. <laughs> I think two it was million in I, merch. 
I think it did. I'm telling you, I think it did an insane merch wow. number, and that's why he always brings it up. Because he always you brings up the funny. dollar per head or whatever. That it's like, oh, of all the wrestling shows, you know, there was 32,000 people there, and there was, you know, they sold two million dollars in merch. So the dollar per head, it was. It, he, I'm telling you, at Wembley, yeah. <laughs> when Wembley comes, you wait. Yeah. So just a random sampling. I've got this penalty box match. Well done versus the thrill seekers. Oh, Smoky Mountain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've got, uh, <laughs> you know, I've that's got probably fit- pretty sweet. No, listen, this is funny. And then I've got Fit Finley and the Pegasus Kid versus Eddie Guerrero and Negro Casas from New Japan. Okay. And then I've got the 10-hour All Japan Women Big Egg, uni- uh, <laughs> Big wrestling Egg Wrestling Universe. Universe yeah. And then I come across this, uh, I forgot that I put this on here, uh, a recipe for easy honey garlic chicken oh. that I want to check out. So <laughs> oh, yeah. That's uh that that snuck in there somehow, so uh, I, it looks really good, uh, you know. So uh, well, when you're getting ready for the Big Egg Wrestling to... Universe, you can have it on the background and and make that uh, make a meal. Yeah, the easy honey garlic chicken. You're gonna have to uh, <laughs> give that a whirl. Easy you know? honey garlic chicken. Yeah, it seems it seems easy, but I guess I don't know yeah. what the recipe is. It's like a 15 minute recipe. Easy ingredients, stuff you have around the house already, right? No, I, I hate when you look up a recipe and then you gotta go. Ah, shit! I gotta go get peppercorns. You yeah, know? it's some dumb like, stuff. I, I like- yeah, and the nurse is always like, "Well, we have to get." I'm like, "Just use pepper. It's fine." She's like, "No, no, no. It says like peppercorn." I'm like, "No, it's just right. fine. It's okay." And you're like, "We we could just grind some pepper." We yeah, it's all pepper. right. But no, no, she's got to yeah. go to the the letter of the law. Must be exactly exactly as if yeah. uh, the the recipes foretold. Uh, yeah, so have to have the coleander. You know, you, no, you don't. <laughs> You know, <laughs> sure it'll still be pretty good. I, I I think I get the basic concept of this recipe. We can just go forward without it, but uh, it yeah, doesn't, doesn't always work that way. I lose that fight a lot. Anyway, uh, that's not why you call. That's not why you're here. This is uh, should be a pretty interesting episode of the flagship. Here, we're going to talk about a whole lot of things. We're going to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling's G1 Climax. Joe, you are doing daily G1 audio behind our paywall uh, at flagshippatreon.com. Patreon.com/slash Voices of Wrestling. Uh, and VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Patreon. So you are doing daily G1 audio. Uh, we'll check in a little bit on what's happened, what the standings look like, who's still alive, who's been eliminated, uh, and some of the stuff, uh, some of the matches that we've liked over the last week, uh, and a little bit of kind of the news and notes and stories going around the G1 Climax. We'll do that a little bit later. Uh, we'll talk about NXT's ratings, because we have to talk about NXT's ratings, uh, as well as the huge, gigantic NXT premium live event this Sunday, NXT the Great American Bash. I discovered it's not Great American Bash. It's The Great American Bash. So I want to get that right there. NXT, The Great American Bash. Uh, we'll touch on a little bit of what's on deck for SummerSlam and SummerSlam weekend. That is actually coming up next weekend, believe it or not, SummerSlam. So uh, we'll talk about uh, what the schedule looks like for SummerSlam as well as the shows around uh, SummerSlam weekend. We'll also talk about what uh, is on deck and also not on deck uh, for All In Wembley, uh, one of the biggest wrestling shows of all time that uh, so far, well... We don't really know anything that's happening on that show just quite yet, uh, but we'll talk a little bit about uh, that and, and the booking of that and, and you know if that's a problem or not that we don't know anything yet for all in uh, Wembley. Uh, but let's start out with uh, first, ROH's death before Dishonor. Now, we talked a lot about this last week when we were previewing it, that this is a, an odd show in the sense that Ring of Honor TV feels very disconnected. You and I are just kind of gone from it like I'm not really watching it week to week anymore and it's it's not even something I put on in the background anymore I've canceled my honor club subscription because it's just not something I really feel like is you know in all this wrestling world that's going on and all these other things that I have to watch 
you know, weekly ROH television, not on the top of the list. And we were looking at this card, and it was kind of thrown together last minute, and everything was booked on that on the actual go home Ring of Honor television show, and we were discussing all that, and then all that happened, and then the show was pretty fucking great. <laughs> ROH Death Before Dishonor. ROH pay-per-views are now on the level of, you know, NXT takeovers from 2016, 2017, where it's just like, yeah, pretty much guaranteed. You don't bet against it. These shows are going to rock. And I thought Death Before Dishonor was yet another really, really good show. And I guess that that also will hopefully lead to, you know, you and I having discussions about what maybe Ring of Honor should be because we see what works in Ring of Honor and what doesn't work in Ring of Honor. And is there a way to better tailor Ring of Honor to make sure that we accentuate all the positives that this, this brand actually has and maybe hide some of the negatives that it has that that are leading to the discussions like we had last week about the build and about the TV show and all that sort of stuff. But overall, since you and I have not talked about it, uh, what do you think of Death Before Dishonor uh, as, as a show in, in, in full? Oh, it fucking rocked. It was one of the best shows of the year. I mean, um, it was great. Like, every time a match ended, I'm like, is that notebook? Like, you know, this is just a great show. I mean, even the pre-show at the AR Fox-Shane Taylor match, which I thought was was a great match. And, you know, some other, you know, Layla Hirsch, Trisha Dora kind of stunk. But that was, like, the only match that wasn't any good on the entire show, pre-show or otherwise. And the other thing about the show was, they did a lot of things on this pay-per-view that led to stuff on this week's TV. So it was funny. There was a lot of continuity booking on the ROH pay-per-view that bled into AEW television storylines, which was another nice little touch, I guess. In addition, it wasn't just, okay, here's a bunch of matches that we didn't have any build for. And we're just going to try to wow you with, everybody working as hard as possible and having as great as matches they can, which would have been fine. On top of that, it was a show that built to things. It wasn't just a show in a vacuum, which it very easily could have been. So from that standpoint, I was pleasantly surprised. Now I knew it was going to be a good show. I didn't think it was going to be a great show. I didn't think it was going to be a show that at the end of the year, I'm thinking about it when I'm thinking about the best shows of the year. But that's exactly what it was. Yeah, it was pretty low on my list. Like, I, I wasn't I wasn't around to watch it live, and I was like, ah, you know what? I'll I'll catch it when I catch it, or I'll catch it on like Tuesday or whatever in anticipation of the show. Just thinking it was going to be just another show, like it's, it's just an okay show. And then hearing the response the night of, and people being like, "Holy crap! Like that was great, and this was great," and then and seeing the reviews and and seeing the ratings and stuff. You know, I ended up watching it on. You know, I I, I was I was gone for you know most of the weekend, but I ended up watching it on Sunday night because I was like, "That's the first opportunity I had to sit down." And the second I had any amount of free time, I was like, "I got to watch this thing. I have to watch this thing. I can't hold off on this." And I'm so glad I did because yeah, it was just a tremendous, tremendous show. And and these Ring of Honor pay per views have been very good. They they've been just tremendous, and I it, it makes me. I don't know if I get frustrated or I don't know exactly what my thought is about this, but it's like, you know, you, you, you see a show like this and Caprice and Ian are just one of the best commentary teams going. I just absolutely love those guys, the chemistry they have, the way they approach the show. It's just, it's phenomenal. They just do an incredible job and ring of honor looks cool. Like aesthetically, it's got a good look. I like the colors. I like the graphics. I like, I just like the production of it. I like a lot of what ring of honor brings. And it's like, man, I, how can I just get more of this or how can I get, how can I like this a little bit more? And maybe the answer is just tune in for these pay-per-views because they're going to be really good. 
And then otherwise, you can look at it from afar, and if somebody likes a match or tells you that a match is good, go check it out on the TV. But essentially, just hang around and wait for one of these pay-per-views to come up and watch that pay-per-view and enjoy it and then go on with your life. And I guess that... I don't know. Does that feel like that's the best way to consume Ring of Honor? Does that feel like a waste of Ring of Honor to you? To just say, well, hang around, and every quarter you're going to get a really good show, and then otherwise just kind of put it in the back of your mind until that next quarter comes around? Not right now. That's what it is. Because as somebody notes in the chat, you know, they follow up the pay-per-view with a 14-match oh, TV See, this show is what I'm saying. Come on. And, you know, it's... um. It, it it's it's one of those things where you know the paper every pay-per-view under tony khan has been nothing the worst one has been good and most of them have been great and i do think it's fair and fine what i have is and i have people for this with a bunch of different promotions worldwide but i do have some people who i i go to and i say look you watch roh every week you come to me when there's something i have to watch and I define have to watch by like three and three quarters or higher, right? And or that important person too, has or, or or probably important too. Is hey, if even if it's not a great match, is this important enough for me to watch? Is there is there a yeah. reason for me to watch this? Yeah, and they have a good feel for that, so they know what they're doing. And my point here is, they haven't come to me, and I couldn't tell you the last time they recommended something to me. Is the point? So the honor club stuff is completely inessential. I I. I Rich, I try to I watch I watch so much wrestling and it's like I I don't I would love to squeeze in the Honor Club show. I can't. And it's not just because they're 14 matches, it's because it's always inessential and I have to prioritize other stuff. I just have to. You know, and and quite honestly, it hasn't grabbed me. If it grabbed me, it would be something I would prioritize. Rich I can't prioritize the ROH on Honor Club show over CMLL in this time and place. I can't. The CMLL is hot, and the CMLL is really good. And, and if I'm going to devote whatever time I have to all this wrestling I'm consuming, and I and, and I only have so many hours, it's going to fall behind stuff like that, is my point, because the show is just totally inessential right now. And I'm just going to trust people to nudge me to it when when it's something that, that I have to see, you know, and to be clear, this isn't a, this isn't one of those wrestling media. Oh my God, I've got two more hours yeah, of wrestling right, right, to watch right. rants. That's not what this is. I just literally don't, I can't carve out enough time for this show. And it's just so it's, it's so low on my priority list right now that I, I can't get to it. Now I'll tell you this. If this was on TV, I'd watch it every week. If they got a TV deal, it, it automatically shoots up the list. And it becomes must watch because you, you, you got to be on top of that. You know, I, I think there's a lot of wrestling media people who, you know, you know, for example, AEW gets collision. Okay. And you hear the same refrain from a lot of these people. Oh, I got two more hours of wrestling to watch. You know what? Go fuck yourself. It's not breaking rocks. And there's people who consume and in a lot of cases, pay for your content who are slapping the alarm clock every morning and going to some godforsaken job that they hate, okay? And you're complaining because you got you to gotta, you gotta watch Collision on your DVR on Saturday night or Sunday morning? I mean, that I, I, I don't understand. Do these people hear themselves sometimes? And some of these are people who I know are doing this full time. 
you got a lot of fucking nerve because a lot of the people consuming your content would love to sit home and watch wrestling all day. You know what I mean? And, and don't think that's, that's not something that I, that is beyond my understanding. I understand that. So I want people to be clear. That's not what I'm saying with ROH. What I'm saying is the ROH show is so inessential to me. That's on the bottom of my pile. And I just, I, I don't, you know, that's I, because of the time I don't, I almost never get to it. And at this point, I'm just about ready to cancel it. I mean, I don't know why I'm paying for it. I never watch it. You know, I look at these lineups and I'm like, nope, I'm trusting my guy to let me know. So, um, I don't know if that even answered your question. No, I, it, I'm just kind of trying to talk it through. And then, then we're going to talk about the show because I do want to praise the show. I just kind of wanted to get the negative out of the way first. And then we can you know, talk about how great the show was. But I just I, I don't know where where ROH fits in this ecosystem right now. I guess that's the problem. And, and it was easy to it, it'd be easier to hand wave if they had an inessential television show. And then these big shows were just fine. And it was like, all right, you know, it, it kind of like ROH was three, four years ago where you know, occasionally we check in on it and then we go, ah, all right, not much going on there, whatever. Or there'd be, you know, a good show here or there every single year. And we'd, you know, say, ah, yeah, you know, we'd read review it on the show and talk about it. But Ring of Honor wasn't top of mind for us. But the problem is these shows are so fucking good that it's like, man, I want to like this show. I want to love ROH. I want to talk about ROH every single week if we could and, every, you know, and, and always check in on this. But I just don't. I, I don't. We can't do that. That's just not what this this company is set up for right now. And that, and that hey, the first couple weeks we tried. And yeah. if it would have been an essential show, we'd be watching it every week and and you know talking about it when warranted. I, I want to ask you this. I'm going to paraphrase, but did you hear Tony in in the presser? He mentioned, and I'm talking about the post show presser, not the, not the uh, whatever the one uh, the earlier in the, the not the one before the show, the one after the post show one. Um, he said something to the effect of ring of honor is, and these are not his words. I'm paraphrasing is for the hardcore nerdy fan. These are going to be boutique pay-per-views where I'm just going to give you action. And I know it's a niche and, and he, he, you know, he, he kind of spoke about it in that sort of direction. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, he understands what dynamite has to be. And without having the same tired conversation we've had for the last month, we all understand what dynamite is becoming and it almost has to in this environment, but it's like, I don't think you're ever going to see dance offs on an ROH pay-per-view or, you know, those kind of things. And he, he flat out, even con even flat out admitted, he goes, ROH is a super hardcore product. And I'm, I, I make sure that that's what I try to, to make sure that it is. And, you know, I think he has Collision, which is very clearly a more meat and potatoes show than what Dynamite is. And all of these things are different. So I will give them credit for that. They've made all of these shows vastly different from one another. Um, but it, it, it does, when he says things like that, it kind of raises your antenna. And it does make you think, oh, yeah, well, what's happening with Dynamite is, is concerted and deliberate. Right? It's like you, you kind of have to have your flagship show be something for the masses that's going to attract, that's going to cast the widest net and attract the largest audience possible. So um, I know that's kind of going off topic to some degree, but it also explains what his current mindset is with ROH. I, I think that the, the, the honor club show 
I think it's just a holding pattern and he's waiting around for WBD to come around and give him a TV slot. And I think that at that point, the show will look a lot different than it does now, which is essentially red and black dark. How long are you waiting for that though? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah, I, I, I agree, they've but I mean, kind of told you they're not interested a lot of times. And I, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I get what you're saying. And I understand that that's probably what they're doing with it, but I, I it feels like a, I don't know. It feels like a losing proposition. It's just it, 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 there's been no evidence that Warner want. All they've done is say, "Hey, uh, yeah, how about more AEW? Give here's two more hours of AEW instead." Because he's been he's had Ring of Honor for a while now, and I said, "Hey, I can give you this guy," and they've said, "Uh, yeah, let's do Collision on Saturdays. How about that AEW Collision on Saturdays? Right, let, let, let's do that instead. And let's do reality shows, right? Let, yeah, let's exactly. The reality the show too. Let's let's and, do that. Hey, you want an extra TV special? Let's do that. Hey, let's do twelve pay per views. Let's let's float that idea eventually yeah. and and do like. All they want is well, more AEW content, well, but they want no Ring of Honor content, zero Ring of Honor content. I don't blame them. All right. Well, let's – you are WBD. You are Zaslov or whatever his name is, okay? Yeah, I don't know. Is that good? I don't know if I want to be that guy. Well, I guess he's he's quite rich. So I just... What? I'd love to be that. <laughs> I think he's an um, asshole. I think he's an asshole, so but whatever. Well, sure. He's a, he's a very rich network executive. Of course he's an what asshole. I, yeah. What do I care? If in I my had infinity that much money pool. Yeah, if I'm floating in my infinity pool, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, yeah. you can think of me whatever you want. <laughs> right. Rich, Rich, I'm a thousandaire, and everybody hates me, and I don't care. You think I'd care if I was <laughs> right. a billionaire, and everybody hated me? Who gives a shit what people think of you? So, um... Anyway, let, let's say you're WBD, okay? Um, and here's what I don't understand. I, I don't get this. They keep asking Tony Khan for more AEW product because everything he gives them is a hit, right? Like Collision is uh, – Dynamite is, like, very often the number one show on Wednesdays. It's a, it's, it's been a monster success. Um, Collision – is like top five every Saturday. It's it's number wasn't it number one last week or number two? Uh, or yeah, I believe like it was that? number one. I believe it was number or one. Number two, something like that. One or two. It was so, one or two. I thought it was one, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. That's been a, a success. Okay. Uh Rampage in its time slot still often wins its time slot or comes in number two or three in its time slot. Um the point here is they keep asking him for more AEW content because it's a winner. I don't understand, and this is why I'm putting you in them shoes in their shoes. If, if, if I'm Tony Khan and I come to you and I say, look, you know I can produce successful pro wrestling and it's, and it's successful instantly. Like it's, it's you know, over these are all overnight successes uh, by television standards. Um, I have this third brand. It's a separate company. I want to control not only the number two company, the challenger brand in pro wrestling, but I also want to have the number three. Because that's a good thing to have in this business. So someone like me can't just show up. Now they have an extra hill to climb over, right? Which is why I think ROH is a smart investment for a number of reasons, but also because now Tony Khan can control the number two and number three promotion right. in America, right? And I come to you and I say, I have a proven track record. You love my content. Give me anything. Give me true TV Sundays at 10 a.m. Give me something Saturday at midnight after collision. Give me something, you know, it doesn't matter. I just want TV time for this other thing that I'm doing. Why do they keep telling him no? I don't understand. You can't tell me that an ROH show isn't going to do better than whatever true TV has going on on Sunday at 9 a.m., which I'm sure Tony would take. Because I understand the primetime real estate 
There's no more room for wrestling primetime on cable. Every slot is taken up. So if you want primetime, you're going head-to-head with something, and now you're just cutting off your nose to spite your face. It's a waste of time. You're splitting an audience. I get that. I understand why they don't get primetime. And I, I under, you know, but I'm sure he take, or maybe I'm off base. Maybe Tony is insistent on a primetime slot or, but I would think that he would, he would take anything. At this point, you would take anything. Honor Club bullshit. At this point, if they just said, we'll give you $3 to put it on True TV on Fridays, he'd say fine. You know, or, or, or like you said, and Sunday so nights. So I'm putting you in the position of the network. Why aren't they doing this? I don't I, understand. I, I don't know. I, I, there, there's probably, it might just it might simply be a thing of you got to think of from a network exact standpoint and the fact that it is pro wrestling. And I think there is still a thing that maybe the network, they don't want to be seen as a wrestling network. And, and with that said, they also keep giving wrestling keep television. <laughs> they keep giving wrestling out. I'm sort of being the devil's advocate there of like, if I'm yeah. a network exec saying, ah, oh, we don't want to be the wrestling channel. That's too much wrestling on our channel. But at the same time, we just can't wait to keep giving this guy more content and more hours. So that doesn't make sense so from that standpoint. So I don't know. I, I It might simply just be that they don't understand the brand. They don't quite get it. And just the fact that they're like, hey, well, we're paying you already. We don't want to pay you to have the minor league version of you on our network as well. And I get that. But my, also... my counter would be my counter as Tony Khan in this role play would be. Uh, let me tell you, when I role play with my wife, it's not as Tony Khan and David Zaslav. <laughs> I can promise you that. So th- this is that that's a t- entirely that's never come kind up. of role that's play. Come up in the roulette of, no. uh, of role play. <laughs> that's that's not the role play we do. Believe me. Um, that's the role play I do with you, Rich. No, no disrespect. That's but, fine. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I would I'd much rather do that role play with you than whatever other one you do. So. I can name a few. No, please, no, please, please, please. Don't. Okay. Um, so if I'm to- now me as Tony Khan, my comeback is, look, why it's not either or. You're asking me for AEW content, and I'm not saying, no, take this instead. I'm saying, yes, I'll give you two hours on Saturday. We can do collision, but let's do this too. Like, and I'm sure Tony's not looking to break the bank on that deal either. He, he Let's say ROH had non-primetime TV on WBD's lowest on the rung network, whatever that is. Is it true TV? Let's, for the sake of the argument, say I'd it's say, true yeah, TV. probably. I don't, I don't know the whole. It, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, probably true. True would seem to it's me. It's not to be even the, important. It's yeah. just, yeah. So insert a, a network got, near true TV. Yeah, everybody knows true TV. True TV. You know, th- think of it. Let's go as with true way. TV. Yeah. And they've got a one hour Ring of Honor show on the weekends, like before noon or something. A morning show, <laughs> yeah. like. Or, or something in the middle of the fucking night, midnight on True TV on fucking fucking Thursdays or something, whatever the case may be. Even something like that, I believe, would exponentially help sell more pay-per-views. They're doing between twenty and 30,000 pay-per-view buys right now with no TV. And it isn't any surprise that their biggest pay-per-view to date was one of the ones that they were pushing hard on AEW television. Right. The one that did 37,000 buys. TV is the key. We all know that. All of our listeners are smart enough to understand that. So any TV you get is going to increase your pay-per-view buys. Because the only people buying these things now are the dyed-in-the-wool fucking dorks like us and the people listening to this show right now. Because they're the only ones that know these pay-per-views exist. You put it on TV... And you add, I don't know, if you add 5,000 buys, which is nothing, that's a 25% increase 
in pay-per-view buys that you're doing now when you're when you're selling 20,000 of these things. So my point here is I don't even think Tony would hold them over a barrel for any time no, slot. He no. would take anything for any and not and, and and he wouldn't ask them to back up the Brinks truck for it. So it has to be them. It has to be them and I don't understand their mindset and why they wouldn't take it. I can't wrap my head around it. It might it, it's probably just a brand that they have no allegiance to, no alliance to, no real you know, stake in and, and, you know, I don't mean in terms of like an equity stake, like, you know, obviously that always comes up about the AEW and, and, and Warner possibly having a stake in there. I just think that there's just no stake of, you know, they, 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 there's nothing there. There's just no allegiance there. AEW is the hot product. They took a chance on that worked out for them. That's been successful for them that they know that, that, that has, you know, a brand that, that you can sell. It has, it's, it's clearly a successful entertainment brand AEW. i mean without question but like you said yeah it's if you're tony you gotta just say i'll I'll take pennies on the dollar i don't care what slot you give me just give me something and i would be i'd be perplexed if that they didn't that that that, like you said that they that warner wouldn't say ah you know what screw it yeah give him you know give him fridays at you know noon on <laughs> discovery id or whatever you know some just ridiculous network or whatever like why wouldn't you do that if you were that yeah i, I agree i'm with you I, I don't know some somewhere along the line i, I don't know if they're asking or if, if if AEW and tony or whatever are asking too much or warner is just completely a non-starter on this i have no idea but but you know that if they've sat in that room and, and discussed this that they've been told no i'm sure numerous times and i i i don't get what 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 the bugaboo is or what, what's the, you know, what, what, what's the thing that's stopping this from happening? I, well, I don't know. I, I would, I would go in the room and say this. I would, I would say, look, and maybe they've attempted this. Um, I'd have Mookie bang up some stats and say, and figure out how many viewers an ROH show can do and all of these different shitty time slots that I'd be all willing to take and then see, and then figure out the conversion of how many of those people would then buy pay-per-views uh, factoring in that a lot of people who are going to watch were already the people like us who are already buying the pay-per-view. Right. And are, and are buying that. them on, you know, BR live is, is an aspect of that too. And, and they're obviously yeah. making it, they're, well, they're getting a cut of that too. Well, and that's where I'm going with this. And then I would, I would figure out how many pay-per-view, what percentage of pay-per-view buys I could add by simply being on TV and doing a hundred thousand viewers a week. Let's be real conservative. And then I would go to WBD and let's say I factored that I can increase my pay-per-view by 20%, right? I would go to Warner Brothers Discovery and say, I'll give you 8% of my pay-per-view business if you put me on TV, right? Because not only does that incentivize them, but it's like that also incentivizes them to give you a better time slot at some point. Oh, well, if we increase these pay-per-view by, you know what I mean? I would do anything just to knock that door down and get that first deal and get on TV. You know, I, and I, I, it's baffling to me. Like someone in the chat is saying, AW is the brand WBD wants to get behind. No need to add ROH to the mix. Why? What harm does it do? Like, again, I'm not making it either or. I'm not saying take this ROH show or I'm not going to give you any, any. No, I'll give you all the AEW content you want. This is independent of that. And I'm not asking for, you know, just give me something. Let me in the door with this thing. And the thing is, Tony Khan has a proven track record. So that that's the other thing I don't understand. It's not like, you know, everything he gives them works. I don't know. It's we're probably spending too much time on this. 
but um it just i i don't understand the warner brothers discovery side i would be jumping at the chance to add more wrestling content from this guy because all it does is work but well, I don't right I mean, now i'd honestly you know given given the cable tv landscape and landscape of live sports and all that sort of stuff I'd probably, if anybody wanted to put wrestling, live wrestling on any of my networks at any time slot, I'd probably say, yeah, you know what I mean? Especially if the cost is right, which is probably, you know, it probably will be pretty affordable. Like I'd say, yeah, given, given where wrestling is right now and wrestling is obviously nowhere near as hot uh, as it was, you know, obviously in the attitude era, or any of those other, you know, earlier booms, like we talked about last week when people were comparing this to like a new boom period or whatever, nowhere close, but they're, they do good numbers. They do good numbers. You you can get good ad buys on them now. You can get a lot of live you know live viewers and 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 viewers that that are locked in and 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 watching the entire show. And that is just crucially important now, as we're on the final the the the, the real dying days of the cable industry. We're we're, we're seeing it happen here. Just you know. It, it, it might be the best time, like similar to how it was the lifeblood of cable in its earliest times. You know, go back to the mid 80s when cable was looking to fill time with whatever and said, yeah, fuck it. Wrestling. Who cares? And every every little rinky dink cable network in the world had wrestling filled all over their networks. You know, USA had WF and San Antonio and all these, you know, stuff. And, and every cable network, every superstation had, you know, two or three different wrestling companies on them. This might be the time to do that again, just because like you, there's not much left of cable television. This might be the last little dying breath of it. So yeah, if you can get a good price on it, why not? You know, why why not? But and 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 to Tony's you know detriment, he can't really negotiate with anybody else until he signs that deal, that new deal with with, with Warner. You know what I mean? Like he he's not going to do that. So he's kind of between a rock and a hard place. He can't just say, well, hey, you know, you guys, if you don't take this deal, you know, I, I have a, a standing offer from blank or whatever to put it on there. He's not going to do that. So no, he's doing he's doing the right thing, not stepping on their toes. You so maybe to they know happy. that they have him and they can just say whenever they're yeah. ready. All right, Tony. Yeah, you got the Ring of Honor thing. Yeah, sure. True TV Sundays at 10 a.m. There you go. You know, after, well, that's at, exactly what it is. And, and that's my point. I don't understand why they have that mindset. It doesn't right. make sense to me. Um, you know, it's uh, as, as Sue Williams is saying in the chat, USA took on NXT. I don't. I don't see that as being demonstrably different. No, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, man. That's gonna. They're going to yeah. make a shit ton of money off of NXT, and USA is jumping for joy about what NXT is giving them on Tuesdays every night now. Every week, I should say. All right, let's start reviewing this show. I, I have to. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta leave for for like three minutes, so you can start. Give your thought. Did you watch the pre-show? I did watch the pre-show, Joe. So you want me to talk Why don't zero hours? Yeah, take people through the pre-show, okay. and I'll be back before you won't even know that I'm gone. I won't even know you're gone. All right. So yes, believe it or not, I watched the pre-show, the zero hour. Heard it was great, uh, so I made sure not to skip it. And one of the matches Joe mentioned at the beginning was Ar Fox and Shane Taylor. Uh, kind of the quote-unquote main event of Zero Hour. But I got to talk about my favorite match of the Zero Hour, uh, which was Josh Woods and Tracy Williams, the pure rules match. And I'm not always the biggest fan of the pure rules. Sometimes I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. It just seems – and this this dates back to even the early days of Ring of Honor. I was not always all in on the pure rules. I like the idea of it. I like the concept of it. But in practicality, a lot of times I'd watch the matches and just be like, eh, I don't know. That didn't really quite land with me or whatever. I loved, 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 loved this pure rules match because it's Josh Woods uh, against Tracy Williams. And now again, to Caprice and Ian's credit, they did a great job of this. They're talking about during much of this match that Tracy Williams is still on the mend, still trying to come back because he was hit by a fucking car. He got hit by a car trying to save a dog. This is an incredible story here. Uh, he, he was trying to save a dog and got hit by a car 
and he's still kind of recovering from that. So the idea here is Josh Woods of, you know, the varsity athletes or whatever is, is, is going at Tracy Williams with, you know, no regard. Hey, screw you. You got in the wrestling ring. Let's go. I don't care that you got hit by a car. I don't care that you were saving a dog. You're in a wrestling ring now and you're in my ring now. So he just blitzes this guy and, and, and starts taking him and taking him and working him and working him or whatever. And Tracy Williams is, is, is fighting like hell to get out of these holds that Josh Woods is putting him in. So he's doing the rope breaks. So he very quickly piles up two rope breaks uh, and then does a third not long after and has no rope breaks left to go. So he, he's used all of his rope breaks and Josh Woods knows that. So, you know, instead of, you know, having it where he, you know, gets up to the limit, but then has that one last rope break and he, you know, they, they tease that, oh, he's going to get the rope break, but then he, no, he moved out of it or no, he didn't do it or whatever. Essentially what happened is, is that Josh Woods put Tracy Williams in a hold. Tracy went to go grab the ropes one more time. He had no more rope breaks and the ref was like, well, now you're kind of fucked, man. And Tracy Williams is like, shit, I'm kind of fucked. And he just tapped out and it was over. And I loved how simple that story was, is that Josh Woods just kind of got this guy Blitzed him, who's injured. He's not quite there. Tracy used up all of his rope breaks, and then, you know, it, it bit him. He went to go grab the rope, said, ah, fuck, I'm, this isn't going to help me, and then tapped out, and it was over. And I love that idea. I love that concept of, you know, sometimes the better man just wins. Josh Woods was just in yeah. better health. He was He had a good game plan. He had the makings of a varsity athlete on this night or whatever. And Tracy Williams, who's, who's not quite there just yet, got caught by the rules and, and essentially just was like, well, fuck, I, I got nothing, man. I'm done and tapped out. And it was so simple and, and such a, a great way to use the pure rules. I loved, 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 loved the structure of this match. Yeah, no, it, it was, it was really good. Um, see, I got back before you were even done. With the first match. Exactly. Um, I, I actually had to take a shit very bad. <laughs> well, I'm I, glad you got it out in three minutes. That's good. I couldn't hold it and I knew it was going to be a mess. We'll just leave it at that. And I did get new toilets this week, though. So, oh, that ballcock is that ballcock fixed? You can tell your mother, who OG flagship listeners will appreciate this. Okay, probably about a decade ago. Like no bullshit on that. It was oh, probably yeah, like it was a long time ago. I was in my apartment. Yeah, thirteen, fourteen for sure. Rich's mother was listening to the show, and and she heard me flush a toilet. Now, why was I flushing a toilet <laughs> on the air? <laughs> Joe, I did you know, full shows, not full shows, but half the show in the bathroom for sure. I it was listen, reckless. In I those have, days, let's be honest. There were definitely times where I did like was doing the show while taking a shit on the toilet. I'm not gonna lie, I've been there. Oh too, no, for sure, 100. percent Back in the, back in the headset days, in the Logitech yeah. headset days, for sure. You unplug everything. You take it all into the bathroom with you, <laughs> and you hope that the other that like that like you don't hear the echo. You know what I mean? Like the 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 those that you're that echo that the bathroom gives you. But uh, but anyway, I flushed the toilet. Rich's mother heard the toilet flush when she listened back to the show because she for some reason listens I don't know to why. this thing. Yeah, I don't know why. And she said, you know, Joe really has to fix that ball cock. You know, because I had a problem with my ball cock. Now, the hilarity of Rich's mother telling me I need to replace my ball cock. I mean, come on. That just comedy <laughs> it writes, it itself. writes itself. Yeah, yeah, it writes itself. But I, I, to this day, up until two days ago, when I finally replaced every toilet in the house, I had not replaced that ball cock. That was the same ball cock that your mother complained about a decade ago. But uh, now all three toilets in the house have now been replaced, and it's been taken care of. And you can let your mother know that not only did I – Re- re- replace the ball cock, but I did her one better. 
and I bought an entirely new toilet. Wow. So how about that? Now, are these are these fancy toilets? Are we talking Japanese style? We got heated seats and built-in bidets. What are we doing here? Okay, so for because you're a man like, who likes fancy guest, things, I am. So for the guest bathroom and the kids bathroom, we just, I got bottom of the line. <laughs> just mean, a toilet, know. a white so, porcelain yeah. toilet. <laughs> right. It flushes. There's a yeah. seat. You know. Yeah, I went to the to the, to the to the Lowe's website and sorted by price. Okay? <laughs> and that's what, that's what those rooms got. So for the master bedroom, me and TLB were like, "Do we want to go fancy here? Do we want a fancy toilet? How fancy do we want to go?" And we almost talked ourselves into a toilet that connects to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Great. And um, we were for really into purpose? that idea. For like, what purpose do you need Wi-Fi connected toilets? to tell people that you have your toilet connected to the wi-fi okay. so they think you're fancy <laughs> right okay why else would you need I'm just like toilet? i understand the refrigerator because so, it's like i want to look in my refrigerator at work to see what's in the right. fridge or whatever or ovens oh i need to oh i left the oven on and now i can turn it off on my way to work it's whatever right. i am trying to figure out the practical use for a wi-fi so, enabled toilet but so uh well i did a lot of research on them so um and yeah, and th- and that's exactly what we did with the refrigerator. We bought a refrigerator with a bunch of cool features that we used for about four days. <laughs> right. and, and then you just open it now, and then pick something up and then take it out of the fridge correct. and eat it and then put it back in the fridge. And- now we use it like every other refrigerator <laughs> we ever had. But we used those cool features for like four days. But she does have the refrigerator app on her phone. Here's what happens now. Now I go grocery shopping, and when I'm putting the groceries away – she gets an alert on her phone if the if the if the refrigerator door is open longer than 10 minutes. Mm. So when I'm putting the groceries away, she gets the alert on her phone at work and then she always sends me a haha text. Aha, the refrig- you went grocery shopping, the refrigerator door is open. Like that's the that's what basically what we paid <laughs> thousands of dollars. That's why you paid extra for. $400. Yeah. So I can get this so I can get the same text every week when I go grocery <laughs> shopping because I'm putting the groceries away and the refrigerator door is open. Anyway, so we looked into these toilets with the wi-fi and um one of them was like thirty four hundred dollars you're you're gonna puke when, when so um like let's just fucking do it let's get the thirty five hundred dollar toilet right and uh then we read the reviews and honest to god it was the reviews that warded us off because the reviews were terrible for this thirty five hundred dollar toilet people like the wi-fi doesn't work the app <laughs> is you know they were complaining about the app but to uh to get to the point here, Rich, I still don't know what the Wi-Fi <laughs> I'm on the still toilet does. To figure out so what I you still, would need I that for. I don't know. Like I still don't know what it. Do. All I know is these toilets are like are flush connected. from another place. Like aha, I forgot to flush the toilet. It's great. Yeah, Thankfully, so, I can flush it on the go or whatever. You know. So then we were just like, "What are we doing?" Or like here? a this notification fucking... that it's like clogged or whatever, and you're like, "I know, I'm there." <laughs> it's like. I, you know, yeah. you're never well, away like, when you realize your toilet's clogged. You know, because you flushed right, it and went, right. ah, fuck. All right. Well, this isn't good. So I don't know what the fuck it does. So then finally we looked at each other and we're like, this is really dumb. We could do so much more with this money and this is a waste of time. So I bought a third bottom of the line toilet. Oh, and put that right. in that's the, probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's, I, we didn't go with the fancy toilet. We didn't even go with a bidet. We just, you know, bottom of the line and I'll replace these in 13 years too. So, um, Anyway, I just broke in this particular toilet with its very first shit. Oh, congratulations. Was, How was it? 
Yeah, it was. Uh, well, you know, I got I broke in two of them, but one of the kids got me on the third one. Oh. So, um, you know, I almost got all three. But uh, good flush, though. Good flush. Oh, the flush is good. You know what I did? You know, the feature I did get was the uh, the the two different flushes. It's a it's a. Oh, it's yeah, a yeah. You flush. got the P flush and the poop flush. Yeah, that's right. Because the P flush uses less water. Look at you. And, Look at you, know, you Mr. Cut... Environment. I like it. Yeah. You know, I, I well, I, if not. Yeah, I've always been a steward of my carbon footprint. <laughs> of course, you're I've, a steward of, of the of the world. Yes, I've always been concerned with that. So this just helps me further with my carbon footprint. And, uh, you know, the kids can't get it straight. They like the heavy flush because they like seeing all the water. So it, it, it's not, not going to do anything <laughs> for my bill or for the environment or anything. You know, they just like that there's buttons on there and they play with it all day. So um, but that'll wear off just like all the features on the fridge did. How's that TV working out for you, by the way? Pretty good. Pretty good. Did you tweak the settings for six months? Uh, yes and no. I, I actually didn't as much this time. It, it, so that I took it home, and I was like, this TV sucks. It's, it looks like shit or whatever. It's garbage. And it was probably about three weeks until I felt comfortable with it. And since then, I've kind of let it go. So it's good. I, I think I got it pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I I tweak my settings for like I'm never happy. I used to do that, finally... and then I just decided one day I'm just gonna like turn something on, and if I if I don't notice it, I consider it good, and then I'm just like, all right, it's fine now from here. Because I used to do what that. Do? I used to go online, and there'd be like, yeah. I don't know if you remember, there used to be these forums. They're probably still around. It's like you'd put they in are. your model number, and they'd be like, so yeah, here's the exact correct settings. That, you know that... what though? Here's the problem with that. Something I learned, and it broke my heart, and it's about to break yours too. When I set up my den, three of the four TVs in my den are the same make and model. Okay. I got the 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 main TV, the, the centerpiece television, and then the three others are the same make and model. And out of box, all three of them looked different. Like Ugh. out of box, they all look different. There's no so those things where they say, Oh, here's the optimum setting for this model. I did that, but then when I put it on all three, they all three of them still looked different. Because you're adjusting slightly. from different starting points. Right. So that's a, that's bullshit. You can't even trust that, Rich. <sighs> can't trust anything. It's frustrating, it. isn't it? It is. Yeah, that's why I don't do it. That's so, why I don't do it anymore. I used to, and now it's just like I, I get it to where, like I said, one time I turn it on and I say, ah, this is fine. I have no complaints, and I'm just like, I'm done. At that point, I'm done. You know what you got to do? you got to set it to sports because – you know what that's supposed to look like. Right. Like, you know, like, you can put on a Bulls game. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I put on a Bulls game, and I tweaked that thing the entire game. It was like the opening tip, and I was like, this is all fucked. None of this is right. It wasn't until the fourth quarter that I finally felt like maybe I had it, and then the next day I watched another game, and I was like, nope, (laughs) it's all wrong. I just started from scratch and did factory reset and restart, and finally after maybe three or four games, I I got it to a point where I was okay. But, yeah, you have to watch a sport you're familiar with. Golf for some people. Golf is a lot of one. I have a buddy who who watches golf. Yeah, he knows exactly when he's got his TV right by watching watching golf and knowing, okay, no, 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 this isn't right. And this has to be this. And the colors have to be this. And the colors have to look like this. So, yeah, it's that's the way to go for sure. But like the Bulls, like, like, you know, it's it's not just needs to be red. You know, the tone of you know, I've been watching watching Bulls Bulls. for 35 years. It's like, yeah, I I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And you know what their court is supposed to look like. You know what I mean? Like the right tones of everything. So you have to do it to sports and let everything else ride and just assume the other thing, too. 
you got to know what channels just have shitty pictures and you can't use those to adjust. You know, everyone's cable have different channels that come in better than others. Like my Fox might be a shitty picture because my local affiliate stinks. Your Fox might be the cleanest picture you get like because you live somewhere else. So you got to understand all that shit, too. But, yeah, it, it can it really can drive you mad if, you, if you're a perfectionist and you want to get these TVs proper. But, uh, all right, what fucking match were we on here? Uh, we so doing? I had one. We are through one match so far. Oh, uh, Josh great. Woods, uh, Tracy Williams. I just talked about how that was my favorite match of the Zero Hour. Loved that uh, Tracy, you know, used up his rope breaks right away, and Josh just kept going at him and going at him and going at him, and then Tracy went for the ropes. Can't get any more breaks, and then said, fall, fuck, and I'm done, then and tapped out, and it was over. It's just a nice, simple pro wrestling story. Wrestling is so simple, and this was an example of just how good it can be when it's at its simplest. Yeah. Um, Jordan Smith says, turn off all the extra uh, motion blur stuff. Uh, Jordan, um, I disagree. It's useful for sports and sports only. There are times where the uh, the motion mm. uh, blur stuff uh, I hate does stuff. help with sports. I take it off. I take it off right now, away. You got You can't watch anything else with it because it just destroys anything else that you're watching. But um, it, it it will help, particularly the less expensive your TV is. Like the super expensive TVs, not so much. But if you're gonna buy, if you're a normal person, like I assume most of us are, and you're buying a mid-level or lower TV, sometimes it it can help, especially with shitty broadcast too smooth out uh that shit but anyway that's neither here nor there yeah watching a movie um, with that is like infuriating and when you go over to somebody's no, house can't. and they have it on and yeah. you're like what are you doing why is this on turn this off like it's why does everything look like a soap opera what are you doing why are you doing i'm this? gonna tell yeah. you why because it's the it's the default setting right and people right. just don't change it you know <sighs> that's that's it's, sometimes uh, i go to people's houses and i'm like i, I gotta get your <laughs> can i have your remote and change all your settings this is infuriating we can't watch this how yeah, do you live yeah, like that how do you yeah. live like this this is insane <laughs> everybody's in-laws have that like a commercial will come on and you're like, what the fuck is, what is happening with your TV? Like, is this some kind of, and I'm like, you don't weird... notice this. And they're like, no. And I'm like, how do you not notice this? It's, it's, I've watched it for four seconds and I'm dying. Cause they just, it's the same reason. Like when you give up tweaking your TV that you don't notice the imperfections anymore, because if you would just stop tweaking it and leave it alone for a week, you don't notice anymore. Like whatever picture you're getting, right, you just, right. You, you, um, <coughs> Ac- Action Andretti and yeah. Darius Martin. <laughs> there we go. Versus the Work Horsemen. Um, if you if you haven't been able to tell, we don't have a lot of topics this week. There's just we're we're doing what we got to do. It's a light to week get through the three hours here. It's a light week this week. It's all right. We're gonna make um, it happen. I thought this was a good match, too. Like, they went out there and just had a kick-ass They just did shit, and, man. This is seven minutes of guys doing shit. Yeah, and, I, and I'd rather have J.D. Drake as part of the workhorseman than the fucking dopey wingmen thing. So, oh, that's right. I, I wonder if he, I always forget he was a part of that. You know, for a while, he was doing both at the same time. <laughs> right, what was I wonder that? if he... Um, like, he'd come out in a Hawaiian shirt for a dark match, AEW dark, you know, with the, the, the wingmen. And then the next night, he'd work as part of the workhorse. Yeah, he'd have his Ribera jacket on the next night or whatever, his faux Ribera jacket. (laughs) Yeah. What's going on here? So I'm looking, and it's pretty much all workhorsemen all this year. So I think the wingmen. That's that's definitely the smart way to go. The wingmen thing is probably uh, over with for him. But um, 
No, yeah, this is a this is a really good match, and I think that this is a good spot for the workhorse men to be like a prelim ROH team. And it was a good spot to give Andretti and Martin a win because they're not going to win much on AEW TV. But, you know, this is a good spot to get them a win, and it was a good action-packed match. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, just, just guys doing shit for seven minutes, good stuff. Uh, you mentioned Layla Hurst, Trisha Dora. I have uh, nothing to add about that. It was nine this minutes of work. people not doing this stuff. It work. was not very yeah. good. And uh, the less said about it, probably the better. I, everyone knows I'm not a big Layla Hirsch fan, but I think she especially looked like shit here. I mean, she just didn't. She looked awful. Um, you know, so I can't really pin it on Adora, who normally looks pretty good. Um, but Layla Hirsch, I mean, I know she, she's coming back from an injury, and I'm sure there's some rust. And she wasn't in as good a shape as she's usually in, and it just and she was a mess. I mean, this match was just a mess. The less said, the better. Uh, and then Air Fox Shane Taylor, which was the the quote unquote main event of the zero. Great stuff there. Yeah, Air Fox, and, and obviously this week on Dynamite, uh, a big spot for him as he's you know a new part of the uh, the the embassy. And yeah, this is you know if I was booking a promotion and Air Fox was a member of my promotion, like one of my top goals would be figure out something to do with that guy that 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 is prominent or important or whatever. He's still so good. It's unbelievable how good he is still, and he hasn't slowed down at all. Uh, if anything, he's even better than he was, you know, ten years ago, which seems unbelievable. And this is great. I, I've always loved Shane Taylor, and I know there was that 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 brief period where it seemed like he was just kind of on the outs and didn't want to be a part of this new Ring of Honor and didn't want to be a part of AEW or whatever. And and it's cool that he seems to have embraced it a little bit more and, and, and understands because there's a role for him too. I love Shane Taylor. I think Shane Taylor is great. I think Eric Fox is great. And uh, I envision many, many more things for Shane Taylor to do in, in this new Ring of Honor. And uh, Air Fox, obviously, you know, gets the win here because he's about to go on to Dynamite and, and, and join the embassy and on uh, bigger stuff for him as well. But, yeah, this was great. I mean, these are two just veteran pro wrestlers that just went out there and had a great match with Air Fox being the flyer, Shane Taylor being the base, and just doing a bunch of really cool shit in, in those 10 minutes. So, yeah, what, what is your hour, man? It was just just wrestling. You know what I mean? Wrestling, a quick little promo pack about one of the matches, and then wrestling. And that's, you know, and, and when it was done, you got about 35 minutes of great wrestling in an hour. You know, you can't – that, that, I'll take it. I'll take it. Got this big roster, gives people some work. It, it's what you want uh, is action. But uh, but I didn't. Look, I, Taylor, I, Paul White didn't tell me what the motivations of, of Pac were, so it's like, oh, man, I don't know. I was confused watching yeah. the match because of that. <laughs> right. I, I knew that but, but, but what but, are um, Pac's motivations? What's, what does he have to do in this match to defeat Claudio Casanoli? So. That's the first example of, of booking thinking forward for the rest of your week. You know, when A.R. Fox went in that match, I mean, he he, he hadn't. He'd mostly been an enhancement guy since they signed him, you know, and, and Taylor has honestly been pushed harder, you know, but, uh, you know, he won this match because, like you said, he was going to have the title match the next on Wednesday, and then they were going to do the big angle and turn him. So, you know, he got the big win on the pay-per-view pre-show, and then that brought us to the pay-per-view, and, and the opener was Gravity and Commander, and the same thing happened there. You know, I, I thought, you know... <sighs> I really, really enjoyed this match, but I saw a lot of mixed reviews and I could see why a lot of people didn't. This was sort of a classic Lucha match where they didn't really try to tell a quote unquote American television style story. They just took turns doing shit to each other. And I don't really mind that, especially as an opener on a pay-per-view like this. I've been begging AEW slash ROH to do this as the opener on all of their shows. I'd open every show with this, yeah. You have all these luchadors, you have guys like AR Fox, you got, you know, all these, your action Andretti's, your your top flights, 
uh, you have all these guys who can do these kinds of matches, and and I just don't think they're utilized properly. And you know the ROH pay per views often do open up. What was the last one? Was Vikingo and Commander, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it yeah, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Gravity is is everyone knows by now. He's Bandito's brother, and you know he works a lot for Big Lucha and Galley. We talked about that last week. And you know, I, I talked about this on the Dynamite review today, but I'll I'll bring it up again here. I don't think he's ready for TV. Like he's the kind of guy who could probably use another two or three years of seasoning, but in the current wrestling environment, you can't do that. If you want somebody, you have to bring them in. And that's why Nick Wayne is on TV. The minute he turns 18, regardless of whether he's a prodigal talent or not, you know, it's why Billy Starks is on TV. The second she turns 18, when we all know she's not ready for TV, it's why WWE Signs Cora Jade when she's 18, and then they're pushing her by the time she's 19 or 20. Even that's why we've seen two years obvious. of Sky Blue. We've seen two years of Sky Blue where she's learning on the, on the job. Learning on the job. She's another example. And, you know, if you want gravity to work for you, it's, you, you know, or any of these people, you have a choice. Get them into your ecosystem now or risk the other side getting them first. So you you people don't have a chance. Sky Blue should be on the indies for five more years. It's just you can't, though. If you like Sky Blue and you think she has upside, you have to sign her now. You know, and, 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 and you know, Gravity is a guy who, he's not perfect. He's not a finished product. And I've seen a lot of him. I've seen a ton of his indie work. And I like him. And this match wasn't perfect. But you got to do it. You know, and, and you got to get your claws in these people now. But, uh, you know... It was a good match. I was probably higher on it than most people. I'll find out what you thought about it in a second. And it was a very much a surprise finish. I don't think anyone saw gravity the gravity victory coming. Oh, but then what do they do? They announce that he's taking on Pac on Dynamite. And not only that, if Pac wins later tonight, this man's getting a world title shot on Dynamite. There it Rich. is. World title. <laughs> Big spot. Big I spot love for this him. kind yeah. of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this kind of shit. You don't have to do 40-minute fucking novellas on TV for me to tell me a story. This is a story enough for me. And then later on, when Pox wrestling Claudio, they showed his motherfucker watching the TV, rubbing his chin, because he, he wants the world title match. I love that shit. So, you know, there was a purpose to him upsetting Commander. And, you know, I really think they need to get Commander some wins. The guy never wins. But... um. You know, this was a great introduction of gravity to your fan base. And then the, with the extension of that against Pac on Wednesday, what did you think of the match? Yeah, so I, I thought it was good. And I, I was kind of surprised when I, I saw a lot of the reviews were down on this match and just like, oh, this. And, and, and was it great? It wasn't. But I think maybe people have this idea that every next luchador that's going to come through that, that curtain is going to be a bandito level guy or a, a, a Vikingo level guy. And that's just not the case. We saw it already with Commander, who's like not. He's not on that level. He's good. I like I like Commander a lot, but like, hey, he just kind of goes out there and just does silly shit. And and you've talked about that with Vikingo too. Vikingo is an incredible high flyer, but the bell to bell, the actual story of a match, Vikingo's not the best at it. He's still just kind of a guy that goes out there and does cool shit. And sometimes that's okay. Like sometimes that's fine. I mean, he's he's the best at it. You know what I mean? He, he does that better than anybody. And then you have somebody like a Gravity who's not ready yet for the big spot, like not ready yet for a big spot, but. You know, you throw them out there, and these guys go and do a bunch of cool shit for ten minutes. And and you know, does it look perfect? Is it as good as a Vikingo match? No. Is it as good as a Bandito match? No. Is it as good as Rouge? No. It's not on that level, but that's okay. It, it was. I thought it was hot action. It was quick action. And I think I'm with you. I would start. 
in my ideal wrestling company would be, and we talked about it that a couple months ago when they started that episode of Dynamite and we did an instant reaction live. I forget what the exact, I forget what the main event of that one was, but the show started with Pac. Or no, it was, it was, it was no, it was Phoenix. It was Phoenix and Claudio in the ring, right? Was that the match? I think so. Yeah, yeah Phoenix. They were in the ring already bouncing up and like both guys were bouncing the referee was in Intros the ring they, were done yeah yeah they, they did the intro and they said oh welcome to dynamite we're about to hit the ring ding ding yeah. ding and it bell and then they just went at it right away so 14 minutes and 14 seconds into the show you're already watching two guys rip at each other and do do stuff like i would have every one of my shows start that way i would do the pyro uh, yeah go to the ring two guys are in the ring ready to go bell rings hot action you know what and it doesn't always have to be do to be fair yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 and rampage does a great job rampage for all the all the things about rampage and all the many things rampage starts they introduce it and they go to the ring and there's guys getting ready to fight every single time and 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 i will always take that and i always love a pay-per-view opening you know with, with with two you know fast-paced workers and yeah this wasn't it wasn't great but i thought it was a solid opener and and i really had i didn't have much issue with it so i I was kind of surprised that so many people were down on it you know dynamite i understand that they mookie ball that a lot you know and they often open up dynamite with what's really the main event you know what i mean because it's all they're trying to game the viewership and hold on to the viewership from you know the lead-in and all that i get that i understand but when it comes to pay-per-views where that stuff doesn't matter when it comes to rampage where it really doesn't matter you know when it comes to some of their other programming i would open up with this kind of match every single time because you have the roster to do it in fact when the time is right i would take either the tnt belt or the international title put it on one of these guys and for six months eight months 12 months i would have it i would have that title centered around these great high-flying wrestlers that your roster is loaded with and have them trade that belt back and forth four-way matches three-way matches singles matches trios matches to set up title matches and i would build one of those titles around these these amazing luchadors and high flyers that you have and make that a trademark and a staple of your promotion that people know that that's kind of action they're only going to get with you and not with wwe and there's that loose connection that aew will always have to WCW and Nitro because of the networks they're on. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was a staple of the of Nitro. And so you have that connection as well. You know, and and I, I would do that because you have the roster to do it instead of Commander just losing every time he wrestles. So, um, yeah, I, I welcome this. And I love that ROH, these ROH pay-per-views seem to be in sort of that pattern that I'm talking about where you're going to open up with a match like this. Uh, next up was Samoa Joe and Dalton Castle, and I thought this was a shit ton of fun. It's way over-delivered, I, I, way over-delivered. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of spots with the boys, and Samoa Joe was great interacting with the boys. And we keep writing off Dalton Castle as this guy held together by tape who's been broken down for the last five years. But you know what? He, he always has a solid performance. He always does. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, there was a time where it felt like he was on his last legs, and 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 maybe the time away did help because there was, like, you know, the period where obviously Ring of Honor went away, and then he went away, and he wasn't working anywhere. And he's come back, and he seems like he's in a lot better shape. It looks like his back's a lot better. It feels like he's in a lot better. So, yeah, I, I, I it felt like he was on his last legs, but, man, I feel like he's got a lot more years in him. Because he can still deliver. And even if it's not the – he's not the bell-to-bell worker he was five, six years ago, and he was never that great of a worker anyway. But 
he's so he gets it. You know, he's so good at the personality of it and the larger than life aspects of being a pro wrestler that yeah, he he can bells and whistles his way through uh, a great great match, and he did that here too. And and Joe interacting with these just absolutely absurd. It's Joe this like you know stone face killer with Dalton Castle and the boys, and just the interaction of that is just it's just pro wrestling at its best. You know what I mean? It's just it, it it's. People that think we don't like fun and wrestling and we want everybody to be UWFI and come out in black trunks or whatever. No, I just want you know guys to wrestle. I want stuff to happen in the context of a pseudo sport. You know what I mean? And this is in the boys and Dalton Castle happen in the context of the pseudo sport. They happen to be absolutely absurd and it doesn't, you know, it maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense and it's 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 ridiculous. But that's the fun of wrestling is that this ridiculous stuff happens in this pseudo sport. And so, yeah, I don't want, you know, I don't want everybody to be, you know, pancreas or whatever. But, like. Everyone has their line. Right. And I, Dalton Castle doesn't cross my Like, either, the boys right? fanning him to get him up? Like, that's good stuff. That's just good. Nah, it's, yeah, that's. That's that just doesn't good cross for my wrestling, line. man. Yeah. And maybe that does cross someone else's line. It doesn't cross mine. Um, your dance-offs and shit, that crosses my right. line. Right. Stalker Ishikawa never crosses the line for me, ever. I still call him Stalker Ishikawa, and I know that's not even what his name is anymore. But I just, I'll always call him that. And you know we got we got sent a link to a match uh, by by Case Low. I, I think uh, I believe Mike Spears, the Open the Voice Get crew, they were both sending out that link uh, to a match that that featured uh, it was a, it was a six man match and, and Stalker Ishikawa was part of it. And he it never fails that one every time that I watch an Ishikawa match, something makes me laugh. He does something. And it makes me laugh. And in this match, he's getting his ass kicked. He does one move, and the guy flies out of the ring. He rips his shirt off as in, like, all right, here we go. Like, it's a rally. Right, right. And he turns around and tags yeah. out. I was like, that's incredible. That's just such good yeah. stuff. Like, he kicks this guy. He runs out of the ring. He rips his shirt off. And the crowd goes, yeah. And then he goes, oh, yeah. And then he tags out as if, like, oh, man, I've had enough. Like. You know, the thing with him is he's been doing it for 20 years and it's never repetitive. It's always good. There's always something new that always makes me laugh. So, yeah, that, it, that... it's never the same routine. No. <laughs> you know, he's not he doesn't do the same. It's always something new with him. <laughs> yeah, it's just I was howling and I'm like, God damn it. It just he gets me every time. So good. So uh, next up was the four way for the tag titles. Aussie Open. Mark Davis is back. They are the new ROH World Tag Team Champions. I saw a lot of people happy because. This gets those titles off the Lucha Brothers, and a lot of people who don't care about ROH want the Lucha Brothers freed up to do AEW stuff. And it's like, well, what was Ring of Honor preventing them from doing? They, they don't even <laughs> right. have like a show. Like, <laughs> what story were they not involved in because right. they had the Ring of Honor titles? Yeah, yeah, like like Ring of Honor is 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 doing fucking tours of the fucking uh, you know. Like, 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 you know, uh, they're in New Zealand. Yeah, they got an Oceania yeah. tour, so they're not going to be around for a couple weeks. It's like, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It makes absolutely no difference to their availability, you know. Um, but uh, best friends in the kingdom were also in this match. And I'm kind of numb to these kind of matches. I can't sit here and tell you that it wasn't like really good, but there's definitely a ceiling on how much I can enjoy this. It, it, eventually, it becomes sensation overload. I'm like, okay, I've seen 48 dives. I can we hit the finish now? You know, it's uh I don't know. What what did you think? Uh yeah, I'm kind of the same way. It, it it's, you know, and and this, you know, this was similar to the match that they had um on the last pay-per-view. It seems like Ring of Honor has one of these uh, on every one of the pay-per-views. That's the one that, you know, obviously had the the you know, the Martin, I, I think it was Darius Martin or yeah. whatever or uh, Dante, sorry. I, I always mix Dante. the two up. Yeah, Dante who who uh, you know, dislocated his ankle or whatever but those some, some sort of matches it's like yeah at a certain point you just become numb to them i always i always like in these kind of matches too if you brought somebody to a show and they didn't watch as much wrestling as we watch 
they would love this match. They would just be like, holy crap, oh my god. Oh, oh, oh. But for people that watch the, the amount of stuff that you and I watch and the people listening to this watch, you just kind of become numb to these sort of matches. You know what I mean? It's just guys... You know, especially just bodies. It's just bodies flying around and flying around and guy, boom, 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 and just a new body and a new body and a new move and here's a move and here's a move and here's a spot and here's the thing. It's just like, ah, you know, they're good in, in very small doses, but they, they become really hard to invest in. So, like, I was watching this match, but I'll be honest, my eyes were glazing over it was happening. It was like, I, yeah, I don't know yeah. if I enjoyed it and I don't know if it was good or not. It was over and I was like, ah. That was fine, and then I just like I I I'll never remember this match ever again. Like, and I'm sure somebody went to that show and they fucking adored this match and thought it was the greatest match they'd ever seen in their lives. They, you know, they, somebody who was brought by a friend or whatever was like, "Holy crap, that was amazing!" or whatever. Me, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I just moved on with my life and and you assumed so many of them. At some point in the this next is... couple of weeks, I'll see a very similar match again on some other company. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have the same conversation every time someone does a ladder match. They all just. You watch with glazed over eyes and you recognize that what you're watching is impressive, but you've also seen so many of them that you don't care anymore. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, that's modern wrestling. If this match happened in 1982, it would have won match of the year and <laughs> oh been regarded God, yeah. as an all-time classic, you know. But now it's a match on a pay-per-view where you're like, eh, I wish they'd stop doing this. Um, Mogul Embassy defends against the Fire Pro Button team of Leon Ruffin, Master Watto, and Rusuke Taguchi. And uh, look, this was so much fun. It got a little sloppy at some points. But the finish was so great. Where Wato and Taguchi get cut off and knocked out of the ring. And then the three mogul embassy dudes, who are all fucking monsters. They just grab Leon Ruffin by his team. limbs. Throw him as high in the air as they can and let him crash down on the ground. And uh, that's your finish. That fucking ruled. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me when Rob Naylor was released from his job at NXT. And they got him in the ring and they did the hip hip hooray thing and were throwing him up in the air and catching him in the ring. Like that's what Leon Ruff reminded me of when he got thrown up in the air by the Mogul Embassy. <laughs> The NXT roster tossing Rob Naylor up into the probably about the same size, right? And uh, probably about the no, same size and weight. Well, Ruffin's probably taller, but Naylor's like ripped. I and Ruffin's really skinny, so they they're they're different shaped men. Is my point here? They're 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 much different shaped men. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I thought the finish was incredible, and uh, and it was a lot of fun for a match that no one saw coming. I love the Mogul Embassy crew. They're just big yeah. meatheads. Let's we need more meatheads and we need more just dudes that look like this in wrestling. You, you know what I mean? And, and and have more dudes that look like this in wrestling against skinny guys like Leon Ruffin. And that, that then I, wrestling is back when that happens. And and yeah, this is a hell of a lot of fun. Was it a a good match? No. Did I enjoy this match a lot more than the match prior? Like I fully fully admit that the ROH World Tag Team Title Four Way match, the match prior was a better wrestling match. But did I enjoy? This match more absolutely a hundred percent that I have enjoyed this yeah. match much more because yeah it's it's the Fire Pro Random Team 
they're kind of trying to figure things out. They're they're even they didn't even know how to like come out to the ring. Like Leon Ruffin's music played, and then Watto was like, eh, I guess it's my turn. And it's like nobody knew where to go and where to stand or whatever. They're just like, ah, yeah, we're a team. Let's go. And then the Molesby comes out, and they look how they look, and they're all just a well-oiled machine. And then they just beat the hell out of these dudes. You know what I mean? They just they just went in, and and like you said, the finish was just we're big, strong. You're skinny, small. Let's lift and <laughs> throw them up in the air, and then drop them. Okay. Game over. I, I yeah, I love uh, this match. Ruled. I love this match. I like when Brian Cage wears the face paint. I, I, it make, it makes he me needs wonder, to like, always wear it. They... He's got. I said that yeah. on the other show when I uh, the time when he dressed up like Sting. I was like, you know what? Fuck the Sting thing. He needs to just wear the face paint all the time. Power and paint. We need it back. It's yeah. missing in wrestling, and he's the missing link to it. Yeah, and he just shouldn't talk anymore. He's just like growl and scream. Exactly. And just wear face paint. Let, let Nana talk. You got Nana there for yeah. a reason, man. Just yeah. snarl and scream. So Shibata versus Daniel Garcia for the pure title. <laughs> Rich, do you know that they're doing pure rules squash matches on the <laughs> Honor Club television? <laughs> oh, boy. Pure rules matches against enhancement guys. They're doing that. Like, come on now. Um, it's not what John yeah, Walters so- would have wanted. All right, come on. It was Sean Walters, right? Not John Walters. That's not what his name. John Walters. Not John Walters. What was yeah, that guy? John name? Walters. Was it John Walters? No, oh, he not... was the. No, who's? I'm, I always mix up the actor. No, John <laughs> Walters was the ROH uh, pure champion who who did the the job on like Sunday Night Heat or whatever Velocity. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Then, and then, um, and then Gabe immediately took the title off of him. Because... <laughs> right. Right. He told him, "Look, it's like, you, yeah. you can, you can do jobs on TV, but not if you're a champion. That's my only condition. Like I just, which is reasonable, yeah, honestly. yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, like, and um, so so he did the job on Velocity or whatever it was, and then on the next show they took the title off him, and I don't think he really ever pushed him again. No, no, that was it for for that. Job. But, so um, I always forget that John Walters and John, John Walters, the actor with the little pencil thin mustache." Yeah, and John yeah, Walters, yeah. the wrestler, have the same name. I always figure they have different names, but they have the same name. Right. Because we've done this bit on the show. I'm positive we've done this bit on the show before. I've said John Walters, and I went, no, 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 no. I, I, not the actor John Walters. I mean the wrestler guy, and then I remember, oh, yeah, his name is John Walters, too. It's just, I don't know why. I just feel like they should have different names, but they don't. Yeah. Um, remember when he went to Lucha Libre USA as R.J. Brewer? And he was their, <laughs> Dude, he was their Lucha top Lucha Libre heel. USA. Man, yeah. what a what a throwback! He was their he was their lead heel, like because there was some Arizona senator by the last name of Brewer who was like anti-immigration or something, so it was good heat. Like he he was allegedly the the son of that woman, was his gimmick, and I don't know a lot about politics, but uh, all right, here it is, um, conservative governor of Arizona Jan Brewer. Was a was opposed to illegal immigration, and there was some bill Arizona SB 1070, right? And it was a hot button issue at the time, so they figure, all right, we'll have this white guy as the top heel, and we'll say he's that guy, that that woman's son, and that'll be his gimmick. And then he was, you know, he would cut all these anti-immigration promos to like these luchadors, and that was the heat, right? And Lucha Libre USA, like you know, folded or whatever. And I haven't heard of from. Uh, John Walter since, although I Googled him and it looks like he did a couple AEW matches. As, well, look at that. Yeah. 
just hold on. I got to pull up his cage match here. So um, there's a picture of him. Lucha Libre USA for people to know. I think it was MTV2, I want to say, right? It was one of yeah. the MTVs, I want to say two. And it was, yeah, it was, it wasn't Lucha Underground, I'll tell you that. It was just kind of a, it was a pretty regular ass Lucha show for the most part. I mean, obviously a little multi cam setup, a little bit more, um, a little more glossy, obviously being on MTV too, but essentially just, yeah, just a, a Lucha show. It wasn't really over I the like top. It. It, was, it wasn't universe look, bending or anything. It was just kind of a Lucha no, no, show. No. You know, Marco it Corleone and RJ Brewer and, uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Liz Mark Jr. I remember being a big part of it. And uh, yeah, I Magno. Don't know. Magno was a big. Uh, um, I, I, Rick, uh, Rocky Romero. Rocky, I went Petey to, Williams. I remember Petey Williams in there a lot too. Uh, TJ Perkins under a mask. I forget what his gimmick was. Um, but I went to Lucha Libre USA house shows. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. Plural, Rich. <laughs> Because they would run Texas. They would run like San Antonio. They ran um they ran Round Rock. They 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 would run baseball minor league baseball stadiums. They ran uh Round Rock with the Round Rock Express play. I remember I went to a show there to see. Yeah, they they, they I, I enjoyed that little promotion for what it was. John Walters did a job to Tony Nice on AEW Dark last year. So that's his last that's his most recent listed match on cage match. And it looks like he did some dying days, Sinclair ROH as well. Oh, so they, they brought him back, but, uh, uh, and, and indeed, Joe, I was correct again. And remind me the next time we do this bit, John waters is the guy. I always mix up John Walters and John John waters. Waters. John waters is the actor. John waters is the wrestler. So remind me, uh, in three years when we do this bit again, you're going to, this is going to, you're going to be reminded of this too. I think the most bizarre John Walters booking without question would be in 2000, 2016. He did a new Japan show in New Zealand. New Japan did a charity show in New Zealand, you know, with Hanare and Jay White. And, and someone said, guys. call John Walters. What's John Walters and, doing? And Jay White wrestled RJ Brewer on that show in New Zealand. Wow. Someone explained to me how that came together. I am. <laughs> yeah, who knew who did Rocky dying to know was Rocky on that tour. And they're like, rock, you, there's gotta be a guy. And he's like, ah, uh, hold on. Yes, <laughs> he's he just was. going he through wrestled. his phone. He's just going through his phone, just texting everybody. It Well, it wasn't a tour. It was a one charity show. And Rocky, by the way, was in the main event. It was Beretta, Kaz Okada and Rocky Romero over Kenny Omega and the young bucks. That was your main event. And hmm. the semi-main event of that show was Jay White versus R.J. R.J. Brewer. Brewer. <laughs> I wonder if he did the Arizona prop, you know, SB-126 or whatever gimmick in uh, uh, New Zealand. In, I, in Auckland, New Zealand. It's a very <laughs> right. confused. Good it's good heat in Auckland. Yeah. yeah. To some very confused Kiwis. Who are like, <laughs> yeah. what? what is this? Well, I guess they're just like, yeah, America. Yeah, it seems like it sucks. And this guy would be a good representation of America sucking, right? So that, that might. Uh... The, the opener of that show, Hanare versus Hikuleo. This is 2016, Rich. Yeah, those were young guys at that time. Those you know who else worked this show? Strongman. D- what? <laughs> yes. Well, he was in Lucha Libre USA as well. I think I'm picking up on the connection. Now. Okay, so it was, yes, yeah, somebody must have, yes, yeah, enough people knew enough people, and we're just like, yeah, whatever, call. Because you got Rocky Romero, RJ Brewer, Strongman, 
Um, but this is like sure four years after Lucha Libre USA, right? Because they were done by 2012, 2013. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, anyway, that was... Uh, I guess they owed him a solid and said, hey, I'll call you when I have a chance. I have an opportunity for you. And it's like, hey, want to go to New Zealand? <laughs> it's good. He just pops up at the weirdest times. Like, who <laughs> knew he worked AEW Dark last year? Right? Right? He just... No idea, yeah. Like, like, what's he doing? Like, he's obviously has a, he's obviously just like working at the mill, right? He's got like, a job, he's just yeah, living for life. sure. And every now and then, someone calls him, and he just, like, look at this. He's got these random bookings in like the UK, like out of no, like, who's calling up John Walters and okay. being like, hey man, can you do a shot against Doug Williams in uh, <laughs> in Wilshire, England on 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 Sunday? And and then he goes, yeah, I'll be there. Wrestling is the weirdest it's shit. So weird. It's so weird. Okay. Just... Do you think he wrote this or did somebody else write this and it's true? Personal life on the old Wikipedia page for one RJ Brewer, real name John Steg Stagakis? Stagikis? S T A G I K A S. How would you pronounce that? That's a shoot name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you pronounce that? Um Stagakis? Stagakis? Stagakis. Stagikis? Okay. Stagikis, yeah. All right. For all intents and purposes, John Walters owns a villa in Costa Rico. What? Okay. It, it says he owns a villa in Costa Rica. After graduating, he trained shelter dogs and worked in real estate. Okay. Did he write that? He wrote that, right? I'm looking at his page now. He wrote that line. And I feel like he wrote his own page. <laughs> right. There, there's, <laughs> right. There's a lot. Of information on John Walters <laughs> on this page. Like he's got he's got a bigger Wikipedia entry than like some politicians and star athletes. There's a lot here. I <laughs> There's mean, a lot of detail about his ECWA run. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like <laughs> a lot of info about his Super 8 tournament experience. And it's like, all yeah, right. Yeah, we've got four we've got four graphs on his chaotic wrestling run. I mean <laughs> If he didn't write it, I, you know, he had to have written that himself. Well, apparently he has enough uh, money to uh, own a villa in Costa Rica due to his uh, training shelter dogs and working in real estate. So good for him. That uh... It must be good money training shelter dogs. <laughs> wait, wait, what is a shelter dog? I, I, I don't know what training a shelter. I guess like dogs that are in shelters that you would. Oh, okay. You would then so, like take them home and then I guess like fostering shelter dogs and teaching them how to, you know, better integrate with their new, I don't know. I don't know. So is that the same as when I lived in New Jersey and I would just, I would just volunteer at the shelter. Like that's what he was doing. Yes. <laughs> I assume that's probably what he's just doing. Is yeah. like, going to the shelter, like, throwing the ball around, walking him a little bit and just sit. Paw. Like on, right. on, yeah, they're good. On She's good. On yeah. Wednesday nights, <laughs> on Wednesday nights, I would go to the, 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 the shelter and they'd be like, all right, feed those guys, clean that cage. This guy has to be walked. Like, that's what he's doing, right? Yeah, for sure. That's what it with is. A, with a, a pocket full of treats uh, while on the walk and doing, hey, stay, <laughs> right, stay, right. Yeah. leave it, leave yeah. it, and then, you know, give him a treat. All right, go, you know. Yeah, no, she can walk now. Yeah, she's good at walking. There'd always be a new dog there sometimes when I go, and they'd be like, oh, don't go near that one. And then, like, don't put your hands near that cage. It's like, <laughs> yeah. We we gotta call in John Walters to handle that one. He's <laughs> right. gotta Yeah. That 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 was so maybe that's what he's doing, you know? Yeah. Like well, good for him. You bring in a, an abandoned pit bull comes in that 
ate off some kid's face and uh john walters comes by <laughs> rj brewer goes in. yeah here comes rj yeah with some train uh, me treats to uh get things on track so <laughs> and he's like one day i'm gonna have that villa I apparently he has the villa. Apparently he's got it. So yeah, good for him. That's right. Yeah. He worked up to it though. He's so he's like, just ah. floating on a on a barge in like Costa Rica and someone calls him and Rocky Romero's like, hey, yeah. hey pal, I got yeah. a, I got a thing for you. All right, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. We need you in New Zealand on Thursday. <laughs> and he just and, and the thing is he shows up. Yeah, he's there. You know? He's he's there. He he locks up the villa and he uh and he shows up. So uh Look, sounds like an interesting life, this uh, <laughs> this John Walters. But enough uh, but about Diego Garcia. <laughs> I can't see Shibata, so. Yeah. Um, it's just some show we do here. Uh, where are we at? Oh, Shibata. I wanted to say something about Shibata. Um, I feel like he's lost his aura. But there's a big but there, Rich. I don't mind. Like, he used to be like this killer, this stoic. He's just going to come in there and destroy a young lion. He's never going to cut a promo. He's Katsuyori Shibata. You know, that music hits and you know it's on, right? He's not that guy anymore, but I'm okay with that. Like, he's all jovial at the at the post-event press conference. He's using the, the Google Translate to answer the reporter question. <laughs> what a gimmick that was. <laughs> that was yeah. Like, dying. Uh, you know, I guess when you have your brain removed for surgery and then your brain put back in, it changes a man. Maybe that's what's what's happened here. But I feel like his aura is, is not what it used to be. But at the same time, I don't mind. He's back in the ring. He's thanking Tony Khan for giving him his career back. Did you see someone ask him, they said, are you still associated with the L.A. Dojo? And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Shake, shake it. I'm telling you, people are like, "Oh, he resigned with New Japan." And they look, did like uh, they on. did like the shoulder to shoulder like goodbye LA Dojo. Like he, I think he made it pretty clear, right? And I know that they said he signed a new deal and everything. Clearly, that relationship is fractured, and something's going on there because he's not part of the dojo anymore. They re- they won't book the guy. When it's obvious he wants to wrestle. Right. They have completely washed their hands of them. They're like, dude, do whatever the fuck you want, but you're not doing it on our time, on our dime. Get yeah. out of here. And there's no way Tony Khan would be booking him unless he had doctors clear him. Like, that That would stun me if they're just letting him go out there without having him been, have been cleared by someone, a neurologist of some type. So, I don't know. There's just a lot of oddness there, and I think a lot of people want to just, like, I don't know. It, probably for a conversation for another day. But uh, uh, Z in the but, note of chat room brings up a good point. Maybe they swapped brains with somebody else accidentally when they put his brain back true. in. And they're like, here you go. And he's just like, uh, <laughs> all right. I'm going to ask Dave. Maybe someone else was getting brain removal surgery at the yeah, same time. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, shit. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, you I still know like him. Get... I still like his wrestling, but you're right. It, it's not it's not 2013 Shabbat, and that's okay. He's just a different guy. It's now. okay. I just... Yeah, I don't mind. I'm happy enough to have him back. You know, 
and and him being do- not like dominating this division is great. Like, yeah, and he's I, ratcheting I, yeah. it up a little bit. He, he's he's not he there. Is. He's not back to what he was, but he's starting to ratchet it up a little bit. The the uh, let's not touch this guy or oh my god, he needs to be in a bubble era with New Japan with the Zack Saber Jr. and the Ren Narita matches or whatever. Those are kind of gone now, and now he's doing a little bit more, and the guys are working a little more snug. It seems like everybody's not as scared, you know, to work with him as they were anymore, and he's not as scared. Uh, anymore, and I think that's for the better. I mean, I, I obviously, you know, you got to trust that AEW has done their due diligence, as you said, that the guy is cleared and and able to do it. But yeah, it, I think it's going to take a little while for everybody to feel comfortable. But it does feel like we're starting to get there, where people are a little bit more comfortable, just kind of laying it into this guy and and him, you know, doing likewise. But yeah, he's different. He's he's not the same guy, and that's okay. He's a new, he's an older, more mature Katsuyori Shibata, and that's probably fine. This is so perfect for him. He doesn't have to wrestle anything close to full time, and these rules suit him perfectly. It's just a great situation for everybody. Um, this fight without honor, Rich Crage. Dark Order, Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno, and John Silver against uh, my boy, the balloon guy, Dutch, and Stu Grayson. I, I, I'm. This was my match of the night. I fucking love this. <laughs> it's so good. Match. It was so good. This was so great. I, I I can't believe how I, got, great I have this the main was. event, but this is number two on my list. Yeah, the main event was great, but I I have minor issues with it, and this and which we'll get into, but like this was just so much fun, and maybe because it over delivered so much, I couldn't believe how good this match was for a plunder match, especially. It's just great. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It was fucking incredible. I wanted to go like four and a half on this. Am I out of my mind? No, 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 you're really not. You, you, you're really, because people, people really put this over. And again, like I watched it a couple days later and I was like, ah, it can't be that good. And I was done. I was like, it was that good. This is really, this, and it's, it's, it's crazy because like we've seen so many plunder matches. Like we talked about with the four way, like we see a lot of that shit all the time. And it's like, ah, you're going to get sick of it eventually or ah, it's not going to quite deliver to what you want or whatever. Ah, you know, but these guys found new and inventive ways to have. A plunder match and new and innovative weapons and new the the Lego inclusion. It's not the first time that Legos have been used, but they used it in a very, uh, I, I thought, a very fun way and a very good way or whatever. And it was just, it was fucking nonstop. Like every single second, something happened. I think that's another part about it too that it was only fifteen minutes long. That it wasn't twenty five minutes. It wasn't thirty minutes. There wasn't a bunch of heroic kickouts or, you know, it was just like the bell rang and it was a fight without honor and these. Six guys just went out there, and, and and it was a fight that happened to have weapons. It was a fight that happened to have plunder, not a plunder match for the sake of having a plunder match. It wasn't a, a weapons wild match that we're going to talk about with NXT. It wasn't a kendo uh, stick match or whatever. It was yeah. these guys wanted to fight without honor, and just so happened that they had Legos and thumbtacks and tables and chairs and ladders and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's what made it made it good. And 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 yeah, it was Evil Uno was fucking pissed at Stu Grayson. So anytime those guys got in the ring, they wanted to tear each other apart. And the righteous are more than happy to to, to muck it up with people. And then yeah, Reynolds and, and Silver, they just had to deliver on their end too, and they absolutely did. And yeah, it was just it was awesome when it was done, and it was just the bodies just laid out and the blood and just the bloodshed and the oh god, it was yeah, just it, it was a sight to be seen. You wouldn't. You wouldn't believe it. If we just said that it was the Dark Order versus Stu Grayson and the Righteous in a fight without honor, you wouldn't believe that it was as good as it was. But, yeah, you going four and a half is not crazy. I, I went four and a quarter. But if you went four and a half, I would definitely not say, oh, no way, Joe. That's insane. Like, no, your you're, cage match has it at an 8.26 right now. <laughs> you know, with almost 200 votes. Like, 
It was good. It was a really, really, really good match. Way, way, way over-delivered. Uh, well beyond my expectations. Well beyond. You hear what I'm doing? Are you doing the balloon guy snapping your fingers? Yeah, you love you love balloon guy, man. You gotta do this. Tell me you don't do the snapping. <laughs> I kind of do, man. Yeah, I kind of do. He, He's the, got a vibe, the, man. He's got a vibe. There's, it's undeniable. I'm telling you, you 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 are going to be right on this. It's going to take about four years, but you're going to be right about the Vincent thing. I'm telling you, the guy <laughs> has something. That snap entrance, he's got a little rhythm going. It's talks to the camera. It's, it. He's all ominous. He's he's so much better than Bray Wyatt in every form. It's, yeah, he's like he's Bray Wyatt if reality. it was good. Yeah, like if it was actually good and decent. Yeah, like he's not doing magic tricks. You know, he's just he's just a creepy, creepy. motherfucker. Yeah, he's just a creepy fucker. Yeah, um, looks like he smells. You know what I mean? In a good way. Oh, which which you which is vital to the <laughs> absolutely. You have to yeah. look like you smell. Yeah. So, no, this was great. I love the balloon Dutch. Guy. I love Dutch, to too. Dutch is he's just a I, big guy in a suit, just a fat guy in a suit. <laughs> old WWE Dutch. <laughs> he still yeah. has that, right? Still at WWE yeah. Dutch, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love Dutch. I don't know why. I always forget about Dutch, and then I see Dutch, and I'm like, fuck yeah, Dutch. Yeah, Dutch is awesome. So. Vincent got to bring the balloons back, man. That, when, when, those, when those balloons would release, you knew it was on. You're like, uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Shit's about to go down. Still the, the best cinematic match, by the way. Oh, without question. Far and away the best Either cinematic Either that match or the ever. fight on the farm, one or the other. Oh, the fight on the farm was pretty fucking great. Okay. It was that one in the fight. But ROH had the two best ones. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had another point, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> balloon guy, man. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Snap balloon guy rocks. <laughs> um, yeah. Claudio and Pac. Or is it Pac? I always fuck it up. Pac. It's uh, it's Pac, right? No. Yeah, you're supposed to say Pac. No, maybe. I don't know. No, we say Pac. Oh, it's Pac. Yeah, you're supposed you're... to say Pac. You're supposed to say Pac. You're supposed to say Pac. But... Caprice. Caprice is switching every time. <laughs> so I'm with Caprice. <laughs> like... Well, I mean, anyone who grew up in the 90s, it it's the way Tupac spoke. Yeah, I just go by with the way Tupac was. Which I'm sure, yeah, I'm, say... I'm positive Caprice. Because he's not that much older than, than you and I, right? He's around the same age, I think, as... He's probably like right between both of us or something. Um, yeah, he's already. Caprice our, he's is 46 yeah. years old? Hell, wow. Oh, okay. All right. You know. He's more, okay. he's closer to you he's than he is me. Good. Let me tell you that. He's looking good. Um, I will not look like that when I'm 46, man. I don't look like that when I'm 36. I'll tell you that. But I got he, 10 more years to but go. But there you go. He's, he's, he's the Tupac wheelhouse. <laughs> right, right. At that age. So you like can tell in literal his brain wheelhouse. he knows that it's, it's, it's Pac, but he's going to say Pac because he's just like, nah, man. Like, like he was like 19 when Tupac was the yeah shit. yeah like that he's like the perfect age yeah bumping me know? against the world on his cassette player or whatever yeah no for sure he, was... uh, he had the that's no he had the CD changer in his car <laughs> right with... with the with the with the uh, with the system in the trunk with the fucking bass in the trunk that's what he had with the Tupac um so now that we've sorted that out it's pack. Yeah, no, this the one thing I didn't like about this was the post match stuff. I didn't think it made any sense. Now, the freakazoids are gonna get mad at me and they're gonna bring up ah, what's No, new? the best ah, friends what's new? The best friends don't like Claudio because if you remember on the June sixteenth, twenty twenty one dynamite, they no, look, this was all convoluted, <laughs> all the shit that happened in the post match. Okay. It was just random people coming out to beat each other up, and it did lead to stuff. On this week's Dynamite, 
I'll give it that. But these people that kept coming out to jump each other after this match, there was no prior associations that were meaningful. I'm sorry. There just weren't. Do you disagree? No, no, I'm or- with you. Because it's like Orange Cassidy punched Claudio. And they're like, oh, my God, he got Claudio. And I'm like, so? <laughs> Who cares? Like, would he not yeah. want to punch Claudio? I'm like, I don't understand why it was, you know, like, oh, no, he was trying to punch this guy. But then he punched Claudio. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's yeah, fine. I, it's I, not I like just, him and know. Claudio were like tag team partners, and it's like, oh no, the fracturing of the Orange Cassidy Claudio. Yeah, I was no, but why were best friends even coming? In? I, 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 yeah, and it was a really good match up to that point, and I feel like that finish did lose a lot for me because I'm like, I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, it's just a whole lot of happening, and I don't know. It just, um, but but the mat the match itself and the wrestling was very good. You know, I, he he press slammed pack and threw him over the top rope through a table like four minutes into the match and i'm like holy fucking shit what else that are they was gonna so do good too because i forgot that that's ta- i knew that the table got set up and then i forgot about it and then yeah he lifted him up and i was like oh what's he gonna oh my god <laughs> he just threw him in there and and ian and caprice had a great call on that one too they, again they do an incredible job but they just selling the surprise of it happening and just how crazy crazy it was yeah it was it was, it was um yeah i i yeah, the finish was just it was convoluted. And I know that there was obviously the stuff with earlier in the night and and I don't know. It just it felt like it was a weird cop out to a finish that just it, it would have been fine. Like it's okay. Pac can lose to Claudio. And it just felt like a bunch of random people coming out. It was it was it felt forced is what it felt yeah, like. Yeah, right. Um but, I felt uh, like we, we need a way to kind of conserve Pac here. We don't want Pac to take a clean loss. We're just going to have a bunch of sh- guys come out and do stuff. And, and We need a way to get to Mox Orange Cassidy that we're probably doing in Wembley. Right, right, right. I mean, that you know, so let's just start it here. I, I don't know, but um, I was it, it, just t- it took away from the match. Like- it definitely took away from the match. I, I, I'll, I'll say that. The, by the, but it finished, and I was just kind of like, yeah, that, that felt like a, 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 a crappy way to finish what was, at, to that point, a really, really good match. Yeah. Um, now, Athena and Willow Nightingale. Now, okay, let me preface this by saying that I thought it was a great match. No one's going to remember that I said that, though, after the next 90 seconds. I thought it went on too long and they did too much, and they kind of lost me by the end. Um, this says 20 minutes and 31 seconds. I If this said 40 minutes and 31 seconds, I wouldn't have blinked, and I would have I would have not thought it was wrong because it felt endless. Like, I just, it, it, I'm actually surprised it was only 20 minutes and 31 seconds. I thought for sure it was going to be like 30, 35 minutes because that's what it felt like when I was watching it. And it was great. And I know they crammed in a lot of tribute spots to a lot of the previous Ring of Honor women's wrestlers and all that. And that's all nice. I understand that. Um, you know, Willow kicks out of the first O face, you know, and then. Um, and that was a big moment. Just, and that, that was a cool that moment. That was the big moment. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, they basically went back and did all the same, redid all the same spots again, and then just then beat her with the old face. But um, no, it was a really good match. I just, I, I thought it was excessive, and they did too much. And by the end of it, I was like, this has overstayed its welcome. But I accept them probably firmly in the minority because everybody loves this match. What did you think? One of the things that bothered me about this match, and again, I really liked it as well. It was my match of the night. But one of the things that they did is a lot of in the early part of the match they were doing, and this has like been a thing that a lot of 
lot of people are doing in their matches these days. And Impact has done it a lot lately, and I know some indies do it a lot, where it's like, there's a big-time title match, so what we're going to do is we're going to do all of the finishers of the past champions that have held this title or whatever. And it means a little bit more when you're doing it on an anniversary show for Impact, and, and it's it's a guy that's had the title. It's like Josh Alexander doing it or whatever, or it's Alex Shelley doing it who's been with you know uh, Impact you know from day early early on like not not necessarily day one but early on or whatever so he's he's doing it as like a way to sort of honor impact or whatever and tna whatever but like when we have athena and willow going through and we're like oh that's sumi sakai's finisher and it's like nobody holds nobody holds the roh women's title in any reverence you know what i mean nobody and that's i'm not besmirching any of the people that have held the roh world women's title or whatever Nobody cares about that title. I, it's not an important title. You're making it. Athena's making it important right now. You make your yeah. own history. Set your own Correct. history right now. Do don't worry about what Sumi Sakai and Kelly Klein and Mandy Leone and all. I mean, that, that a pretty much a terrible title for a lot of years. Like a, a, a laughing stock title. Nobody cares no about the title. Cares. Nobody cares about the history of the. Make your own history here. So doing that sort of stuff and making that a deliberate part of the match of oh my god she's she's honoring past Ring of Honor Women's World Champions it's like who, nobody cares you know what I mean and and I'll give it to you know Ian and well and, and, I guess they care and and okay you know and that's fine um no and, but I don't and again I, <laughs> but I don't you know what I mean like, I understand what they're doing I just I I, I I thought the match just went a little. I think I thought they missed their peak. Well, it made, to me, all. it made it seem but, a little bit more excessive when then they they were doing their own finishers and people were kicking out and stuff like that and people were were, were you know you know what I mean like so I know that it was like oh we're 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 paying tribute to past champions we're paying tributes to people that helped us along the way or whatever but then we're also going to do our finishing moves and we're going to kick out of all those as well it was just a lot like you know what I mean it was just a lot a lot a lot and. I just think they didn't need to do that. They could have just had an, an Athena Willow match, and once they got past that sort of stuff, I was fine with the rest of it. Like I didn't mind the last half of the match. Like I thought it was really good. I know that you maybe thought it was a little excessive. I, I kind of I could have missed a lot of what they did in the opening, you know, ten minutes or so. But everything after that, I loved, and I loved the finish. I loved kicking out of the O face. I loved Willow just surviving and surviving and surviving the last ten minutes of this match, and, and Athena just throwing everything she possibly could at her. So I didn't find it excessive at all. At the end, I did find the first ten minutes pretty just I don't know, just kind of weird and 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 lame. And it's like uh, we uh, Willow and Athena, I think, are are good enough that they don't need to be you know relying on 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 spots from other people. You know, what I mean, just do your own thing, make your own history, set your own standard because. This is one of the best ROH women's title matches ever, and it's not hard to become one of, one of the best. Hold yeah. on a second. It's the, <laughs> you know, and that's that was the point I was going to make is like yeah. proving that that history doesn't matter is it was the best ROH women's world title match ever. By and a fucking mile. By a mile. And like, every future Athena match is going to be the best ROH women's world title match. And if Willow ever wins it, she's going to have the best. No matter what happens, it's going to be the best. So it's like, yeah, just make your own history. You know what I mean? Like go out there and set your own stage. Don't necessarily worry about, you know, the past. Um, no, I mean, the match was great. I just, that's my little nitpick. No, it was, it was really good. I, I went four and a quarter. Um, my match in the night, four and a quarter plus, I would say there. Let me throw the little plus in there because yeah, I did like it. Yeah, embraced it. I've embraced it. I liked, I liked it a little bit more uh, than the fight without honor, but those were neck and neck. Those were my one and two with, with Claudio and Pac being uh, a pretty distant third. I, I I'd say there, but uh, yeah, no, I I think um, no, a, a really really good match, and I'm glad it was the main event, and I think they delivered in the main event spot, and the crowd was hot for it, and, and I thought the last couple minutes of the match were were, were really really good, and, and and yeah, it was a testament to, and I always say this, like, 
people that 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 try so hard to grade women's wrestling on a curve, you just don't have to. Just let good women's wrestling happen. Now you get a match like this, and it's like, yeah, it looks it's so silly when you see matches that you know are not good, and people are like, no, no, that was pretty damn good. Oh no, that was like we're still talking about the fucking Taya, you know, we're still talking about the Taya Jade match, and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. But then, like, when good matches happen, we talk about with Tony Storm and, and Jamie Hader. I came on our interaction and said, like, that's it. Like, you don't have to qualify it with anything. That's just a great fucking pro wrestling match. And I thought Athena and Willow was just a great pro wrestling match. You don't have to qualify it with women. You don't have to qualify it with men. You have to say anything. It was just a great, great, great match. Yeah. That uh, I'm glad it was in the main event, and that was the right idea for the main event too, for sure. Well, I mean, it should have been the main event because. The Claudio Pac match match didn't come together until like three days earlier. Like that's not that's not the the main event. Of, that can't be the main event of the show. The, the, the Claudio was supposed to wrestle Mark Briscoe, and that fell apart. This match has been built for some time, and was really one of the only matches on the entire show that had been built for any length of time. So, it it was a deserving main event. This wasn't even a Tony Khan trying to you know get people off his back for a while throw the women's wrestling a bone deal this should have been the main event because the claudio match with Pac. Pac's an emergency fill-in that's not you know that shouldn't have been the you know so the right match ended the show and it ended up being a better match anyway so from that standpoint um you know, I don't even think this was a box checker or a quota filler or any of that bullshit. This was the deserving, the deserving no, main event of the show. And especially when you were going to so. do the finish you were going to do with Claudio and Pac. That would have sucked if that was the finish on that one or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that would have been a real damper of the end of the show. This was, you were going to have a clean, definitive win. And yes, it was a heel winning or whatever, but it was a heel winning after a hard fought match. And, and, and yeah, it was, it was definitely the way to do it. And, and yeah, it's, you know, it's yet another feather in Athena's cap who's been probably the the best connective tissue of the ring of honor, you know, over the last couple of months, really. I mean, well, when you talk to people who actually do watch the honor club show, they all tell you that Athena is the best thing about it. Yeah. So I can't comment because I don't watch the honor club show, but everyone that I would trust to have good opinions says the same thing that it's Athena's show and, and she's the best thing about it. So she definitely came out with some aura too, like her entrance and the entrance, you know, the the wings yeah. and the the just the way she it came to the ring like she was owning that ring you know what I mean it was just like yeah this this very clearly is is the you know is the main event and and yeah like I I was trying to say like you know yes she was a heel that won but but yeah she's it's kind of like a tip of the cap to her to for really carrying Ring of Honor television over the last couple of weeks or, or or you know last couple of months or whatever being you know like I said the connective tissue of Ring of Honor so yeah it was it was, it was a good ending from that standpoint which is the clean definitive win for someone that's been putting in good work. For your brand. So, yeah, it worked out perfectly. All right. So, we got to talk about this Wembley situation because we're less than a month out now. Four dynamites away. On... Four dynamites away. Is that what the – there's four dynamites? I believe there's four dynamites until now in Wembley, I believe. Yes. Okay. Look, I know – One month away. Exactly a... a month away. August 27th as of this recording. 30 right. days away. By the time the vast, but by the time thousands of people listen to this, it'll be less than a month away, and we don't know anything. Now I get it. Collision. There's going to be a huge tag title match. I loved the promos for that on Wednesday. 
and they sold a bunch of tickets off of those promos. And this is what we mean when we say talk people into the building. I mean, those promos were great and tickets are moving and that feels like a huge match. And MJF says he's given Cole a title match, win, lose, or draw. So we know we're going to get some kind of an angle and something to come out of that. And maybe we're even going to get our main event for Wembley as soon as Saturday. The larger point here to me, though, isn't that there's no matches announced yet. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but that's not the larger point. The larger point to me is we are less than a month away from this show. It is their next big show. So there's no excuse. It's not like there's something in between that they're focusing on. It is undoubtedly the biggest and most important show in the history of AEW. And on top of that, it may end up being the biggest pro wrestling show in the history of the business. It has a chance. And it doesn't feel like it at all. You would barely know that this show is happening just strictly based on their television. And to me, that's the bigger problem than the fact that we don't have any matches announced yet. That's a problem too. But they haven't made this feel like the enormous, potentially biggest wrestling show of all time that it is. There's no hype. Excalibur mentions this show maybe once per Dynamite. And I hate to make this comparison because it upsets people, but it's true. Think about the difference if this were a WWE show. Oh, my God. Michael so, Cole be squealing be so about this. He'd be about se- hearing about this fucking show. You'd, you'd be vomiting how much you're hearing about <laughs> right, this show. They would overdo it for sure. How big this show is, but it shows the difference. This company, it's like this show's not even happening. Why is this show not being shoved down our throat? Why are we not constantly being told? Why is Excalibur not saying six times per hour, in one month's time, it's the biggest show in AEW history, the most well-attended pro wrestling show of all time as we go to Wembley St- they never talk about right there is only 28 more days until we fill wembley stadium for the biggest wrestling show of all time all ew all in in wembley like yeah it seems and i know what people are gonna say oh they're gonna ramp it up oh they'll start and now's the time ramp it up baby let's go what are you you waiting for (laughs) ramp it up let's do this we said that when we did our blood and guts instant reaction that we were like all right you know what they haven't really ramped it up because they were waiting for blood and guts blood and guts is done man ramp this fucker up let's go there's no more excuses (laughs) There's nothing now in between this point and the show. Why isn't this being presented to the fans as the biggest pro wrestling show of all time? It's like just swagger walk. Brag about this thing. You are about to put more people legit than any. Like you you could very. There's a very likely possibility. This will be the most well attended shoot like. Like legit, well attended, and not with people with guns in the back of their in their backs. You know, North Korea. Let's throw that out there. Like, it's going to be potentially one of the most actual, legit attended shows in history. Wrestling it shows has a in real history. Chance to be. It has a realistic chance of being the biggest show of all time. Right. It is undoubtedly the biggest show in AEW history. Let, let, just even if you wanted to, in the whole, in the totality of the pro wrestling yeah. world, undoubtedly the biggest show in AEW history, and the most important. They have right. to nail this. Put a puffy chest out there. Say, hey, look what we did here. We are selling this and this and this. And like, yeah, be be happy about it, man. Brag about it. Just be happy about it. 
Talk Make it about a big it. deal. Make it a big deal. Make it the big deal that it is. It's a huge deal. You should be very, very, very happy about this. Look, you should sure be proud of this. You should be bragging about this. You should make this such a gigantic deal that anybody that's not going to that show is feeling that they're going to miss out and, and, and needs to watch this show. And everybody that's going is just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to be there for history. Unbelievable. I can't wait. Rich, what, what, what percentage of their television audience knows how to order it? What do you think? Well, Joe, because we don't know what it's on. So uh, 0% because they haven't told us what it's on yet. It's on Bleacher Report, isn't it? Is it? The fact that we don't even know. <laughs> it's not. They haven't said. Nobody said. It hasn't been said yet. I'm sure We're not it even is. sure. I'm sure it is on Bleacher Report, but I don't know this if that's is, been announced is, yet. This, this is such an embarrassing situation. Let me like, see. Can look, I order it on Bleacher Report Live right now? You know? Yeah, go look. Let me Let me see. Well, first off, I got to get BR Live to work. Everybody, oh, it works perfectly for me every time. Oh, really? Well, okay, because every time I try, uh, Bleacher Report Live looks like AEW pay per view. Click in there. I got Death Before Dishonor. I got Forbidden Door. I got Double or Nothing. I got Super Cut. Nope, I can't purchase it on uh, BR Live at this time. And it's less than a month away. And nobody knows how to watch it. Yeah, when you when you go to BR Live's uh, uh, AEW page, it's uh, Death Before Dishonor. Rewatch Death Before Dishonor. Now, now look, at. this is not. I, I look again. They've got their analytics. I know they like to push their pay per views very late in the game because they believe not that's when time. people make their. This isn't the one. This is something different. You should be screaming from the rooftops. Everyone, I, Rich. I don't even know the date. Like the date should be embedded in my brain. Is it August twenty seventh? It's August twenty seventh. But yes, you should every okay. time Dynamite should say we're only seventeen days away from it. Because again, like you said, WWE would do right. it to an annoyance. Corey right. Graves and Michael Cole would squeal every commercial break. Can you believe we're only seventeen days away from the biggest wrestling show in history? It would. It would. <laughs> this show would have its. This show would have its own catchphrase. Right. Right. By now. And whatever theme song they did for it, you'd be so annoyed by that theme song because yeah. it would play in and out of every commercial break because they would go. <laughs> yeah. Don't and they this premium live event. <laughs> the biggest yeah. event, you know. Whatever dumb song <laughs> yeah, yeah. would be playing. And they'd yeah. you know, do an intro video and freaking would scream. And they would go, all these 17 days away from Seth freaking Rollins versus da 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 And the, you know, yeah, every, I mean, come on, man. So, some band you never heard of, but now you've got the, the cover art of their uh, yeah, album right. memorized. Because, yeah, no, I, I don't. And look, uh, maybe the counter argument would be, well, how can you hype something if you don't know how to tell people to see it? Well, <laughs> how about problem? Le- Figure that out. It's 30 yes. days. It's 30 days. You should already know how we can see it. <laughs> right. That's part. That's uh, this is all one issue. Yes, I agree. Person, <laughs> hypothetical yes. person. Stop yelling at me. I agree. There should be a way to watch it as well. It, it, this is going to sound weird. If the, the show feels cold. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it the does. Show there are seventy eight thousand people. <laughs> it might have eighty thousand people there, and it feels cold. It feels cold as ice right now. Thirty days up, and they're gonna do a big angle on Saturday, probably, and they'll get maybe, there. You know, they'll, they'll get there for sure. But like, we'll get there. And, and but, I mean, my God, you think that it's a fucking? You would think that it's like Battle of the Belts that's that's coming in thirty days. <laughs> It's just, it, it, it's just the hype levels are like from zero to a hundred. The hype levels for this thing are at like a twelve. Why? What the fuck are we doing? At least advertise something locally. 
second poster on Big Ben that has MJF versus Adam Cole on it. Do something. Put up a fucking poster on the fucking River Thames or whatever the fuck. The fucking... Or the Docklands. <laughs> something. I mean... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, and people are going to say we're overreacting. I, you know that's coming. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. And it's like, yeah, I, I, and, and they're like, well, they're going to sell the tickets anyway, and it's going to do well, on sh- pay, and it's going to be a good show. And I'm sure of all that, but it's all like, right. this feels like a good opportunity to just, like I said, like even from the standpoint of, if I'm AEW, be happy about this, brag about this, walk into the room and say, guys, unbelievably, we are, do you guys realize we're 30 days away from putting 80,000 people in Wembley Stadium or whatever? Let's go out there and let's hype this thing up and let's have Excalibur, as you said, is screaming about everything all two hours. The whole two hours, Excalibur is screaming about stuff. Can we get him to scream about the show that's about to have 80,000 and be the legit biggest show potentially in wrestling history? Like, can we, can we just do that? Can we, you know, it, 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 it's, I don't know. It's just, yeah, like you said, it feels cold. So and weird. I don't know. I, I would be so happy and so proud of this thing happening. That, that I would, you know, second blood and guts was over. I would, and I'm not saying I need all matches. I don't need nine matches set. Like, you know, that, that might be overkill because WWE does that a lot. You know, some they used to yeah. do that classically. They would, a pay-per-view would end, and then on Monday Night Raw the next night, you know the almost half the lineup of the entire next pay-per-view or whatever. I don't need that. But, man, a, a match or two would be nice. And the, you know, constantly saying... You know, just so you guys know, we're we're you know we're we're seventeen days away. We're thirty days away from the biggest wrestling show ever, our biggest show ever. AEW All In in Wembley. We're gonna put you know seventy eight thousand people in Wembley Stadium. It's gonna be an unbelievable. Make sure you're watching on Blank, and make sure if you're in the area, you 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 buy your tickets now. And if you can make travel arrangements, you got to be there. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to to make history with AEW. And it's just like you don't know what's happening. And guess what? They got all out the week after. You know what I mean? Then they got to hype another yeah. pay-per-view the week after. I, I thought it was on Bleacher Report. I really did. I Not honest yet. to God thought they announced that. Not yet. I, I thought Tony said that. I'm, nope. I'm like Mandela affected here. I mean, I'm maybe like, he did. I don't know. It's not available to buy right now if I wanted to buy it, but maybe. maybe he may have. No. All right. I guess we'll find out at some point. It's just strange. Yeah. It's just like be, be, be more boisterous about this. Scream about this a little bit, man. How about sell the rest of the tickets? Yeah, there's enough. There's enough to be had. Yeah. What, what's uh, what's the latest on uh, Russell ticks? Let's see here what they uh, they got here because they opened up a whole another big section if I remember correctly, right? Let's see. Oh, just made a just made a post two hours ago. Uh, still seven thousand one hundred eleven tickets available for the show if you want to get there. There's seven thousand tickets for sale. Yep, they are trying. They they're they're set up. They're trying to do 84,048. Right. So they're trying for 84,000. Right now they have 76,000. Just under 77,000. A, 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 just a shade under 77,000 they got right now. They, they have more tickets for sale than they draw for a typical dynamite. Right. I, you know, I don't know. I'd... Scream. <laughs> it seems like a good time I'd to start get, screaming. <laughs> I'd want to get some matches announced, I think. I, I, silly me. Get those, I get those travel arrangements going. There's still time to book a flight. I mean, absolutely, but the time would be ticking on that, right? Like, if I wanted to go, I kind of have to know if I'm taking a jaunt to fucking London. Yeah, you you know you know what I mean. Like, um, I don't want to go. By the way, that 
sounds like a real hassle. Um, I don't go to wrestling shows an hour away. I'm not. <laughs> right. Well, there, there's a wrestling show this weekend that's an hour away from me. I wonder if you're, uh, I don't know if it's an hour away. It might be a little longer than that. There is? There is. We'll talk about it in a moment. All right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's strange. It's like, I and I, you could see the pieces coming together. Like you said, this Saturday we'll probably have a match, and Mox and OC is probably going to be a match, and Fightful's reporting that, you know, Jericho and Osprey is potentially a match. And that, you know, it's well, we're 30 days, man. <laughs> like, let's, you know, it's a big show. It's a big moment. Like, okay. A lot of assumptions I, being made. It's just, just book, 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 book I, have, I have to read, I have, I have to read this from the chat. I, Suit Williams says, I watch the show every week and have a pretty good feel for the top matches. I think this is one of those things where you have to give the fans credit for watching the show and knowing what's coming. Suit, stop. Stop. We are not. We should not be expected to be fucking mind readers and figure out the card based on Tony Khan's crumbs that he leaves on television, which most of the time don't even leave a solid trail. This is the same man who goes on his post-show pressers and talks us through these great storylines that he comes up with, but they're all in his head. They never play out on TV. It's all Tony Khan's fucking head cannon all of the time for a lot of these stories. And it's like, this is the biggest show in wrestling history. I shouldn't be less than a month out thinking to myself, not having one match announced and thinking to myself, well, I think they might be doing MJF Adam Cole. Cause I'm not even sure they're doing that. They should be telling me what they're doing. Why is it my responsibility to figure it out? Like I'm on a fucking Chikara scavenger hunt. Tell me what's on the goddamn show and tell me how to order it. I don't even know how to order it. Here's my money. I've got a fistful of fucking money, and I don't know how to give it to you. I, I, I am, I am a fucking. I, I, I want to watch the show, and you are not even telling me how I can watch the show, let alone what matches I'll be watching when the show is on. Okay, I am Jonah Hill, in forty-year-old virgin, at the eBay store wanting to buy the boots and the woman just won't sell me the boots. <laughs> and he's saying, I have money. I would like to purchase these boots. And she's saying, no, you have to go home. And that's what this is. I just want to buy the show. I just want to know what's on the show. I don't need the whole card. Something. I don't even, I don't, I thought the show was on Bleacher Report. Apparently it's not. I'm sure it's it will be. Again, I'm, similar to the matches, I'm sure it will be a Bleacher Report, but we're doing a lot of should-bes and assumptions at this point right now, 30 days out. We have to know how to order the fucking thing. <laughs> 76,000 people. 77,000 people have bought tickets to the show. Man, Brag about this. That I, I just want them to brag about it and be puffy-chested about this. The world should know this, that this is happening. You know what I mean? They should. Everybody watching on that television show should know goddamn well that this show is the biggest thing, biggest thing ever, that this, this company's ever done, that's ever happened in wrestling. And if you, don't, if you don't make plans to watch it or be there or have your friends watch it, or, or you're an idiot because this is going to be the biggest thing ever and we're making history. That's it. That's all I want.
or to be able to know how to watch it or to be able to watch it or be able to watch it which would be cool too but. you know that's here's the thing i don't even fucking care what's on it because i'm gonna buy it no matter what because i'm stupid like that can you just tell me how to order it at minimum and maybe some of the matches i mean a couple of the matches would be nice to know i mean i'm buying it <laughs> just i don't know how I don't even care what's on it. Well, and, and, and Jordan really Smith want, Jordan, Jordan Smith in the note of Shatman brings up a good point, too. He says, it's hard to know for sure what the build for All In is going to be because a lot of those could also be the build for All Out, which is a week later. Of course. So it's like, sure, MJF and Cole could be at All In. It could be at All Out, too. Could be in Chicago. If it's not at All In, I don't know what the fuck the main event's going to be. I, I, but, again... <laughs> At minimum, can you please just tell me where to send my money? That that would be nice. I have sixty dollars. I want to give it to you. Where do I give it? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move on. All right. Uh, to what I'm not sure. Oh, what, I, I got. Do you have any other? I got no okay. thoughts on on all in on one bleep, but uh, we uh, we'll, we'll we'll go to SummerSlam in a little bit. I don't want to do SummerSlam right now. We got SummerSlam and SummerSlam weekend. We, that, SummerSlam. That's next. When the weekend. hell is that? That's next weekend, Joe. Did you know that SummerSlam early wow. uh, this week, uh, this year? It's All on right. uh, August fifth. Well, I don't Thursday. want to talk about that. I, I want to talk about SummerSlam as least possible. <laughs> yeah, as I'm going to get away with. It. So I don't... very far towards the back. Yeah, and it's not even. We can preview it next week. And and uh, I mean, no, I, really, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to preview it either. <laughs> Hold on, SummerSlam is next week, not next this week. week. It's next week. And I don't want to talk about it this week at all. Okay, Why we'll would push I want it. To talk about we'll push SummerSlam? it to the back. I wanted to. Well, you don't want to talk about Flophouse Wrestling? No fucks given. You want me to do the? Because I was going to do my Rich. annual thing now, where I discuss all the other shows that are happening. You go. I would watch that have happened in my backyard. Fuck that show. I think the most torturous gimmick you do is reading these indie lineups that are. I know. I love it. Your shows. It's not torturous for me. I enjoy it. I'm like, you know what it's like for me. You don't want to watch Sanctuary like Fight Club August 6th from the Sanctuary in Detroit and Ham. Did you see the movie, in, 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 you see the movie Airplane? Yeah, of course. And every passenger he sits next to to tell his tale of woe, they find new creative ways to kill themselves. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's this bit to me that when you do this bit. I, I'm lighting myself on fire. Incredible. One week. But Joe, next week I'm, I'm, Joe, at Flophouse I'm, I'm, Wrestling's No Fucks Given, 5 p.m., the old Miami, Detroit, Michigan. Tommy Vendetta's block party fuckery invitational. Are you kidding? You don't want to. You don't want to know who is participating. I would say that in Tommy no Vendetta's block party fuckery invitational. I, yeah, I would say that no fucks given is an appropriate name for that show. <laughs> is what I would say. You 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 used to like old wrestling, right? Old with yeah the e. with the e old yeah. Marion Fontaine's uh, produce show. You you, didn't, you used to like that, right? No. Oh. <laughs> Well, they're wrestling this weekend, too. So. No, I never oh. liked that. <laughs> oh, well. Um, ah, well, nevertheless, we'll talk about it next week. So. Ah, I see. Pastor Charleston Lovewell is on that show, Rich. <laughs> old wrestling rules, man. I don't know how you don't love old wrestling. Does it rule? It doesn't rule. No, it's not that great. But How much money have you spent on old I do, wrestling? Show, I spent $20 on old wrestling before I went to a, a live show once. It was no, fine. Well. Who played the barkeep? Uh, the shtick. The problem with the shtick is it like it. Uh, after about an hour, you're like, all right, I think I get it. You know what I mean? It's like, 
I think uh, when Ricky Shane Page think, comes out to, as like the old timey preacher, you're like, all right, I think I get it. No, he's a, he's a judge. Oh, that's right. Oh, right. Yeah, because he has a little gavel. Yes, yes. He's yes, a yes. judge. I don't know yes. why I know that. <laughs> See, that's a problem. You know too. a lot more. You know a lot more. That's that's a problem. You got too, Effie as F E Davidson. Oh. Yeah. Rohit right. Raju is also there. Okay, we we'll do this gimmick next week. So. No, we won't. Yes, we will. We have to. We must. <laughs> I'll be ingesting poison while you're reading these <laughs> <Great>. indie lineups. <laughs> I promise you that. Um, <laughs> you don't want to see Matthew Cross versus Benny the Booker, uh, the Bookie, Benny the Bookie. Sorry, Benny the Bookie. I see. Uh, yeah, see. <laughs> game game, cha- game changer is running Detroit. So yeah. of course the name of their show is My Name Is. Yeah. Oh, do you get, get it, it Joe? Because Eminem. The rapper. I, I'm I'm elbowing you in the ribs. Get <laughs> right? it? You get, get it? Eminem, the rapper, uh, who is from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, yes. he, he's Eminem. He's a rapper, and he's from Detroit, Michigan. He had a song called "My Name Is," and that's that's the reason that Game Changer Wrestling. Yeah, I, you know, it's it named after it the was, Eminem song. Who's from Detroit, by the way? Eminem. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, I know it was right down to the buzzer. They were either going to go with "My Name Is" or "Stan" for the name of the <laughs> right. show. And I know that uh, I know that Eight Mile was uh, was was eliminated early because they were they had copyright concerns. Yes, the, yes, uh, yes, film of uh-huh. the same name. Yeah, that was uh, none of that's true, but probably all of it's true. But yeah, none of it, but also all of it. Yeah, so that's right. Uh, that's probably the thought process there. Um, all right, yeah. That listen, you you can read all those. That'll be another game changer show. I will <laughs> ignore and pretend doesn't exist. <clears throat> And um, you got Jeff Hardy live in concert. Oh, wow. great! Yeah, <laughs> you have, I love this about WrestleCon. So they had the the Scott Steiner, or the sorry, the, not the Scott Steiner, Scotty Steiner's fine. The Rick Steiner controversy. So they got him out of there. They're like, we're sorry, we apologize. No more Rick Steiner. And then they announced real one. And so more. And I was like, is that better? Is that Ugh. any better than Rick Steiner? Ugh. We've heard all your concerns, and we understand Rick Steiner is off of WrestleCon. We'd also like to announce real one Enzo Mori's off yeah. of WrestleCon. It's like, hold on a minute. Right. <laughs> I feel like that I was mean, a zero-sum transaction. It didn't really. <laughs> it's, I'm staying out of it. Yeah. Um, it's just like, all right. <laughs> like, we've heard your concerns. We heard you loud and clear. Rick Steiner has been done away with. But don't make, make sure you don't miss out on real one <laughs> coming <laughs> WrestleCon is like, all right, well, whatever. Oh, dear God, wrestling. So whoop, stupid. Whoop. Play, play Marty Skrull's music. <laughs> Did you see yeah. that uh, the NWA got people uh, all hot and bothered about the return of I Marty Skrull and ended up just being Violent J? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they typed whoop whoop in a tweet and everyone's like, oh, my God, Billy's lost his yeah. mind. No, yeah. he hasn't. He's just booked. Well, which I mean, is he funny has. because, has, but... which is funny because none of those people are going to watch regardless. Like, <laughs> right. What's the difference? Like, what, okay, what if they did book Marty Skrull? Now all of a <laughs> sudden you, you're not going to you. watch end up. You're not going to watch NWA seventy five now. You fraud. You weren't going to watch it anyway. Who cares? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like. But now you get Violent J with uh, with the clowns. Yeah, with the. Well, it's the two weird Chicago because clowns, they announced yeah. they announced Violent J, but did not announce Shaggy Too Dope. But then a day later said, also appearing Shaggy. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. Ask them. I don't know what, what you know, why they did it that way. Oh, God. I'm told there might be heat between the two. Oh. 
I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't know either. Do you know any um what do they call those people? <laughs> juggalos? Yeah, I don't know assholes. any juggalos. No, I don't know any juggalos. Besides assholes. What I, I knew them? juggalos in high school and I no longer know um, any juggalos. I'll, I'll tell you that. So. I don't know any juggalos either. The, so the juggalos I, I, I used I, to run with, I uh, I no longer run with anymore. So you used to run with juggalos? No, I mean not run with, but like, you know. Tangentially friends with some juggalos, but uh. did they have the tattoo with the guy with the hatchet? <laughs> yes, they had that. Of course, you have to have it, right? Of course, if yeah. You're a juggalo, yeah. the silhouette tattoo of the guy running with the hatchet. Yeah, 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 it yeah. It's got a name, but I don't know what the name, and I don't want to know the name, and don't tell me the name. I, I, I prefer to not know. Yeah, do but, they still uh, run juggalo champion shit wrestling? I think they do. I think they do. Yeah, with like corporal punishment and uh... <laughs> champion shit wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they do. Sue Williams brings up a great point. Yeah, I know you argued with him earlier about the uh, the all in point, but he brings up a great point uh-huh. here. Marcus Mathers, yeah, wrestles in GCW all the time. Oh shit, I see where he's going. With Call this, it the like Marcus it. Mathers EP. What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? He's right. <laughs> Done. That is such a lost opportunity. Fuck, they can't do anything right. These idiots. Come on. No. God damn it. He's right. One thing's guaranteed. On a game changer wrestling show, Joey Janela is wrestling the best guy. Who's he wrestling on? He show? is wrestling. Well, Commander. Well, ah, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got to hand it to him. You do. You got to hand it to him. It'll be eight minutes too long. <laughs> eight. Um, It'll be eighteen minutes too long. All right, you want to know the show that's happening in your backyard that you're going to go to this weekend? Sure. You're not going, but that's fine. NXT The Great American Bash taking place in Austin, Texas, right in your backyard. What's the the venue? Uh, The venue is, of course, I know this offhand, and I'm not Googling it right now. It is happening at the HEB Center at Cedar Park. Oh, yeah, that's where uh, AEW runs. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same building. Great, July 30th. You going this weekend? I can't imagine Cedar Park has more than one arena. <laughs> I would imagine no. That Cedar Park building. probably. I believe that is the same one. Yes. I've I, I've seen Impact in that building. Yeah. When it was known as TNA. Um, I've seen minor league hockey in that building. So I've been to the building, Rich. Okay. You going this Sunday? Absolutely not. Oh, for the NXT premium NXT live show. event. Not a fucking chance. I hate NXT. How long is the drive? How long is the drive door to door? I don't know, ninety minutes or something. Oh, ninety minutes! You're going to miss out on. Now, I, now, please don't bring up that impact is happening like twenty minutes from my house this week, and I'm not going. You need to go to this show. Come on. No, I fucking hate, I can't. I loathe NXT, <laughs> and I, and anyone who likes NXT, I think less of you. That's not even a bit. Like if you if you genuinely enjoy NXT. I, I I think less of you. I hate it that much. It has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Well, Joe, I'm up on NXT. Uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, this weekend, or this this week, I was uh, Tuesday. I felt terrible. We had, we had a bunch of wildfire smoke. Again, thank you, Canada. What, what What's your guy Warren Hayes doing up there? He's too busy clubbing seals. Tell him to grab a pail of water and get, this, get these wildfires figured out. I mean, seriously. Right? 
Maybe Warren take a... Hayes, put the fucking fires out, dude. Yeah, to, to put the club down. <laughs> let the seals yeah. roam. Let them do their thing and, and get a get right. a hose and take these fires out, man. Come on. What are we doing? Tired of this shit. God. So I'm I was sick as Control hell. Control your I, shit. I know. I can't breathe. I can't I, I'm 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 I got a temperature. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just gonna sit on the couch and watch the Cubs and the White Sox. You know, what I mean I have I haven't sat down and watched a White Sox game in a while. For good reason, because why would you? I mean, I, I don't like pain, so I just decided I'm, I'm going to hand wave this team for a while. But it's Cubs White Sox. All right, I'll watch it anyway. So I sit down, I got the remote. I'm watching Cubs White Sox. I'm laying down because I'm not feeling that good. They go to you know they go to a break in between innings, and I'm like, yeah, NXT's on. Fuck it. Between innings, I'll see what's happening on NXT. It's my job, right, to stay up <laughs> on NXT. So I flip over to NXT. I watch a couple minutes of NXT. I go, ah, we're probably back from. You know, the inning break, I'll watch Cubs White Sox. So I, I do this five or six different times through, the, through halfway through the game or whatever. And then something horrible happens where the remote falls out of my hand and goes into like a weird spot that I, I have to get all the way up. I got to get upright, turn my I, – I, it's like it's going to be way too much effort. I feel like shit. I feel like garbage. I got a temperature. I don't feel like moving. This remote's going to require me to get up. I got a dog laying on my legs. It's going to require me moving the dog. I got to put down the couch. I got, there's a lot of things that have to happen. Did it stick on Cubs White Sox? No, Joe. Of course, it's stuck on NXT. So I watched pretty much the last hour and a half of NXT straight. So I'm up well, on NXT. I, I know. Good for you. All the haps on uh, NXT. But uh, let's talk about the Great American Bash, and then we'll talk about NXT ratings here a little bit. Uh, of course, the premium live event available on uh, the award-winning Peacock. The uh, the Peacock that's lost uh, six point five billion, I think, this quarter. So, uh, di- or this see, year, no or whatever. Right, whatever you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's water under the bridge. Whatever you know, it's going to course correct. I'm sure you'll see. <laughs> it's six point five. I mean, look, that's a, it's an investment in the future. Six point five billion. You know, you lose it now, but you make it back later when, for some uh, reason. Uh, so, okay. Baron Corbin versus Gable Steveson. So Gable Steveson, who has the charisma of a fucking, uh, I don't even know. He is, the dude has nothing. Did you see this promo? I know you didn't. Because you're smart and didn't watch NXT. He's so bad. This segment's segment's all you, Uh, It's all me, man. Okay, so he comes out. Take it away. and, And it's Gable Steveson's gonna make an announcement about his future. So he comes out. And he goes, all right, everybody, you know, I'm going to hear make an announcement about my future. <laughs> it's like with, with, I'm, not, I'm doing less. I, like, I, I have way too much charisma right now in describing him. And he's like, as you might know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Olympian, and I could be the first two-time Olympian if I go back to the Olympics. And people are like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? People are like, yeah, okay, I don't know what we're supposed to cheer for. And he's like, uh, I can go back to college and be a three-time NCAA champion. And then everyone's like, boo. Nobody wanted that. Nobody, people were like, well, we can't boo like the Olympics. Like if you won, the, if you won another yeah. Olympic gold, we're not booing that. That'd be cool. You yeah. should go do that if you want to do that. And go back to college. That's, that's, that's stupid. And everybody booed that. And then he said, or I could stay here. In, and and then right as he did that, Baron Corbin came out. And then Baron Corbin cut a promo about how he's been working his ass off for eight years. And if anybody told him to, you know, to jump, he said how high. And he did everything that he wanted to do and everything that anybody told him to do or whatever. And now Gable's in his ring. So he says, go win an Olympic gold medal. Go win an NCAA championship, but don't stay 
in NXT. And he actually, it was a decent promo from Baron Corbin. I, I won't lie. And then Gable Stevenson's like, mm, you just made my decision easier. And then he just picks him up and put him in a, in a suplex. Didn't make his, we don't know that his decision is that he's not, not going to go to the Olympics. We don't know that his decision is that he's not, not going to go back to college, but we do know that he's going to wrestle Baron Corbin at uh, NXT, the great American bash this Sunday in uh, Austin, Texas. So um, there you go. Uh, I don't think this guy's got it. Whatever it is, he ain't got it. But uh, I think he should probably go win Olympic gold. That'd be pretty cool for him. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he he doesn't think he's confident enough in that, and and he doesn't want to go back to. I don't know. I I would be stunned if he chose NXT over those two options because NXT will always kind of be there maybe for him. But this guy should never talk again. This this was uh, not very good from him. But we'll see how he wrestles. Ask, we'll see on Sunday. Ask ask me if I'm any closer to driving to Austin. <laughs> no. Well, you have to ask, Rich. <clears throat> Joe, are you any closer to driving to the HEB Center at Cedar Park to watch NXT The Great American Bash this Sunday? I'm not, but maybe the next match will Okay. Me. Well, that, I going. think the next match will. A weapons wild match between Blair Davenport and Roxanne Perez. Now, the great story here is that uh, 45 people have been attacked in NXT's parking lot over the last seven years, uh, and it was all Blair Davenport. So there you go. The former Bea Priestley, uh, she I attacked know. everybody, particularly the women. So she took out uh, Nikita Lyons and Sol Ruka and all these other people that all have torn ACLs because they're all doing CrossFit and shit uh, in the performance center. So they all blow up their shoulders and blow up their knees. Uh, so they're all injured, but they have to write them off TV by having them get attacked in the infamous NXT parking lot. And it's all because of Blair Davenport. And uh, Roxanne Perez, uh, I don't know. She's going to hit her with some weapons. So there we go. Weapons I, uh... wild. Nothing exemplifies why I hate <laughs> Weapons Wild NXT as much as a match called <laughs> a Weapons Wild match. I mean, that just sums it all up. This is the the, the most cornball bullshit wrestling humanly possible. I cannot fucking but stand it. You're, you, you say that now, but when Roxanne Perez is laying in those kendo stick shots to Blair Davenport, I don't know. Roxanne Perez is the second most annoying wrestler on planet Earth. And she's in a weapons wild match. Rich, I'm not only closer to driving to Austin this Sunday, I'm now driving in the opposite direction. <laughs> El Paso. You know what I mean? Gonna pack yeah. up the family, go to El Paso for the weekend. You know, just take it in. I might just fly to New Jersey for the weekend <laughs> and, and to get as far from this show as I, I I genuinely don't want to watch this. It's it looks pretty terrible. Can we blow this off? I, I Sure. Oh yes. Yes, we can. Absolutely. I hate this. All of it. <laughs> Uh, did you know on this Next. week's NXT television, they had a Dana Brooke Cora Jade kendo stick match? I'm sure it was great. It was not that great, no. Um, did you see that Roxanne oh, Perez God. said that uh, the depression and anxiety that she dealt with wasn't a storyline? She hopes that she inspired people with her. Uh... Here's the Okay, here's the thing about that. I don't care. Well, no, here's the thing. Also, she lost the match. So she gave up her title and then lost the match. So I don't know what she... True inspired really but okay also i don't care I, I i just don't care about her depression and anxiety if i if, if listen if i want to watch people go on and on about their depression and anxiety i'll log into twitter x 
plenty of it. X. On actually. X. On X. You'll see Zeets on Just X. Just fucking wrestle. <laughs> it's like... And that, but and she I lost the match. Well. She came back and then lost. Yeah. So I don't know how inspiring that is. It's like, well, if you have depression, you're going to lose everything you had, and then you're going to come back, and you're not going to be able to get back any of it back ever. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay. I'm inspired now. Thank you. <laughs> I wish you well in your private life. Of course, I just want to watch course. you wrestle. Yeah, but I, anyway. I don't care. Anyway. All right. So you're not closer. You're farther away. How about I'm this? I'm now further away. <laughs> this is going to get you back. I'm positive of it. All right. Submission match for the NXT Women's Championship. Tiffany Stratton. Before you go any further. <laughs> before you go any further. I'm sure we're going to get two experienced professional wrestlers who are well-versed in the art of submission. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And are, and are well-equipped to, to have this kind of match and are well-equipped to yeah, nail Miko the psychology. Santa, Miko Satamora, you know, so it's, they have a ton of people there in that, in that system. So, so let me hear someone <laughs> in the chat. Love to overcome depression and anxiety via a weapons wild match. All right. Just anyway, who's beat people up with kendo match? sticks? Yeah, that's the way to get through. Uh, yeah. Tiffany Stratton, uh, Daddy's yeah. Girl, and Thea Hale of Chase University. Exactly the kind of talents I was hoping for, Rich. <laughs> exactly. Remember when I said that Roxanne Perez is my second most hated wrestler currently yes. uh, on planet Earth? Well, Thea Hale is first. I cannot fucking stand this human being she is so annoying there is no one more off-putting and annoying on television period not just wrestling than thea hale i i don't know how anyone enjoys watching this person on the screen i want someone to strangle her i i cannot stand her and she's supposed to be a baby face. Yeah, it's very loud. Uh, it's 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 a quite. It's a it's just a cartoon. Like, yes. Just... She screams and she yells and she. She makes dumb faces. She she's basically probably going to main event WrestleMania one day. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I'm D- dumb faces this, this and screaming is... and being annoying. That's... And and just an over the top caricature that makes dumb faces and doesn't resemble anything like a normal just functioning human being and is a one note gimmick basically she's the next seth freaking rollins yeah. is what i'm getting at she's gonna be a massive star yeah huge star She'll and nice i am going sure. to be cursed with her presence for the next 20 years it's basically what i'm getting at i fucking hate her she is right up there with bugsy mcgraw wow oh she's in, she's in the pantheon now she's in the pantheon Wow. Eugene. All the classics. That's big. Johnny Hungy. <laughs> Johnny Hungy. All of them. Yeah. That's huge. That's a big spot to be in. You know, when Johnny Hungy is just in the ring wrestling, he's fine. Thea Hale has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. She is just completely off-putting and annoying in every sense of the word, no matter what she's doing. This is the future of wrestling, Rich. <laughs> it's part of the reason I hate NXT. Because it's a glimpse of what is to come. Because they won. And they're winning. And this is what connects with people. 
for some reason. All right, can I get you back on track here? So you're far away, man. I don't, I don't know. You're in the ocean. You're, you're, you're in Hawaii at this point. I can't be in the same room as Thea Hale. I can't do it. Yeah, the same building. I can't That's tough. That. That's tough. I can't support that. Okay. Let me try to get you here. All right. Let me get you to turn that car around a little bit. Get to the HEB Center at Cedar Park. Can I just get, like, Toshiaki Kawada versus Junakiyama? Can I just uh, have that? Nah, not quite, but what I can get you is WWE NXT Tag Team Title Match here. Gallus, Mark Coffey, and your boy Wolfgang defending the titles against the D'Angelo family. Channing stacks Lorenzo and Tony D'Angelo. Now, this is this is a big moment. Now, did you... Have, are you up on your, your latest uh, lore of uh, NXT television? Do you know about uh, Tony D'Angelo's dropped charges match? Or, I'm sorry, Stacks was in the dropped no, charges Tony match, I jail, believe. Right? He... Tony was in jail, and Stacks was in a title match versus dropped charges match. Right. Tony was in jail. <laughs> he got picked up by the authorities, is what they said. Tony, two stacks of dimes. Channing Lorenzo was in the match, and I am currently pouring gasoline all over my body. Yes. <laughs> right. So, so some That's... DA somewhere said, somewhere this was floated that, hey, look, all right. <laughs> Guilty or they not. They never told us why he was in jail. <laughs> we were not sure. That's fine. Well, He's Italian, so I'm sure he did something illegal. Yeah, I think that's the the, oh. the idea. No, I'm saying that's the idea that they're giving you. I'm not saying me. I would never. I am not a man with any Italian anti-Italian discrimination. You know me. Make sure Vinny Massaro knows that as well. No, no, no. NXT is telling you this guy's clearly in some shit. You know what I mean? He's Italian. He speaks kind of funny. You know he's done some stuff. Is the implication? So the authorities picked him up, and then two stacks. Uh, did a uh, a match to uh, to win him back, and apparently this was yeah uh, some again some judge or some DA thought that this was more than sufficient. Of you know what, sure, <laughs> if a man <laughs> by the name of Channing stacks Lorenzo wins Two this match, dimes, Lorenzo. <laughs> right? Then then yeah. indeed we will allow you to be free from the crimes that you committed or whatever. So he's out, and now they're having a match this Sunday at the Great American Bash. With Gallus. The Badgers Nadgers. <laughs> I was on a I was on the Peacock the other day, and they have uh if you if you go on to like the wrestling section of the Peacock, there's some there's the best of Wolfgang. It's an ICW like the best of Wolfgang compilation that like shows up very high in my algorithm. I'm like, who's watching that? Like, did that need to get uploaded? Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's on Fight. Sorry, it's on Fight. If you on go on Fight, fight you on go fight. ICW, yeah. the best of Wolfgang. Who's buying that? Yeah, I was like, Peacock, what are you talking about? Who's yeah, buying fight. that? Fight, sorry. I don't know why I said Peacock. Who's buying that on Fight? I'd, I'd be curious to know how many total buys. <laughs> the, the ICW, the best of Wolfgang has. The best of Wolfgang on, on Fight. <laughs> Over, under... 3.5 buys. Because <laughs> um, his own family isn't going to watch they, They've gotten. No. They got a DVD even or something they, like that. Even they don't want to watch it. <laughs> right. They I mean, they've gone to live shows or whatever. They'll, they'll support him live yeah. or whatever. But yeah, they're not sitting down at the couch being like, ooh, let's go back and watch his matches. Yeah. Uh, like I under. take I take my kid. I take my kid to Taekwondo. I'm not watching a highlight reel. I mean. <laughs> right. 
Um, <laughs> it's got to be under, under, three under for sure. Under for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Now I know what's going to get you. So has, has that moved you at all? You're not going. I don't think you're further west. But you're, you haven't turned the car around just quite yet. I, I really try to watch everything. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> let's, let's not. Let's please not. Uh, NXT North American title triple threat match, Joe. I know you love triple threat matches. And yeah. boy, do I got one for you here. I got Wesley, the former NXT North American champion. I got Mustafa. Can he just have a, can he just have a, can he just have a fucking singles match no. at some point? No, he cannot. Him and, He's uh, always and, in and some match with, with 19 other people. Him and yeah, the Impact Knockouts title can never be. Trey Miguel can never have a singles match. No, Wesley, <laughs> right, Trey right, Miguel, yeah. and the Impact Knockouts must never right. have a. Uh, but anyway, well, they yeah, I mean they do. They 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 get uh, all those Jordan Grace matches and shit like that. They they get a lot of singles matches. Yeah. but um. Anyway, well, Wesley does match? not though. Wesley does not get that benefit. Uh, he's, he's Wesley. Always... Yes, yeah, so you got Wesley. You got Mustafa Ali coming from the main roster and. Uh, Hanging out in NXT again. Like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Mind if I wrestle you guys again? Um, remember that guy was going to win Money in the Bank, and then Vince told him, uh, you're going to win, pal, but uh, actually don't grab the briefcase. Uh, we got something planned. And then Brock Lesnar came out and beat him all up and won the briefcase. How good I like that? that. How good was that? It was great. All week, Mustafa's like, oh, hell yeah, man. I'm winning that briefcase. I'm I would gonna like. Like, I'm going to win Money in the Bank. He walks through the curtain. He's about ready. And they go, uh, uh, pal, come over here, pal. Uh, don't grab the briefcase, please. Okay. I would like. <laughs> I got. We have a different plan. Okay. I would like Brock Lesnar to come out and destroy everybody in all of these <laughs> matches on on Sunday. How do you not quit on the spot, man? Weapons wild. Weapons match. wild. Yeah. <laughs> weapons wild. Hey, he'll show you weapons wild. <laughs> anyway. uh, okay. It's Wesley. What are, what are the odds in the Weapons Wild match that at some point they stop and, and, and cut promos on Oh, uh, 1,000%. Is it 100%? Yeah. It's 100%, yeah. Can I bet on that on on, uh, on mybookie.com? Uh, mybookie.ag is actually the uh, – well, actually, you know what? They don't sponsor us anymore. Mybookie.com, fuck them. They can sponsor us if they want uh, to. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I can take I, I don't, I don't feel though. like <laughs> NXT is on there, but, but certainly look it up. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, hold on. I'm sure it is. NXT odds are up here. Yeah. Uh, it looks like you cannot bet. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you got to get in on one of these things. The first two lines on my book. I wish we were doing a segment here. Do you see these lines? Are, are, have you gotten there yet? It's clearly yeah, they I'm told there. somebody to get ready. Like, hey, get ready for SummerSlam. So put some stuff in there for us to get ready on SummerSlam. And then he hit publish. Because the first three lines are SummerSlam plus 140 or SummerSlam minus 180. Okay, what am I betting on here? Oh, that, that I don't see that on mine. You don't? No. If you go to all the way to the bottom in wrestling NXT odds, yeah. you don't see at the top the mm-hmm. three SummerSlam odds? No, the first thing I can bet on, the first, the first wager offered at the top of my page is Meta 4 <laughs> versus... Dragon Lee, Nathan Frazier, Leon, and Feroz. Okay. Well, I I, I, yeah. I'll show you what I see. I'll, I'll take a screenshot here. But uh, it's letting me take action on SummerSlam versus SummerSlam. <laughs> and then the next line is SummerSlam versus SummerSlam. And then the next line is SummerSlam versus SummerSlam. 
What? One of these SummerSlams is negative 100, so I might I might throw 10 bucks on it and see what they'll You're do. You're all glitched. Your thing is glitched. Oh, but now it says Shayna. See, I'm telling you, someone's filling this out right now. Oh, yeah. They're updating the page right this second. As, as it's going on, because I clicked the minus 1,000, and that's Shayna Baszler. Yep. Actually, that's not, those aren't bad odds. Hold on a minute. Who's she wrestling? Ronda Rousey. But Rousey's done. This is her last thing. Right. So minus 1,000 is kind of cheap. Oddly enough. Yeah, I'm going to throw it. Oh, damn it. When you sign in, it all goes away. Shit. All right. Well, Fuck. let's see. Well, that's fine. We had our fun there. Okay. All right. It's Wesley. It's Mustafa Ali. And Joe, I'm going to get you to care about this show. Because Dominic Mysterio is defending that NXT North American title. Poppy and Rhea Ripley, Mommy will be there. So I don't know if that that's going to have you turning around. You're going to miss Poppy and Mommy? You know what I love about this segment? I'm going to tell you what I love about this segment. The roles have been reversed. You used to hate these fucking WWE pay-per-view segments. And I would do that this this artificial enthusiasm to try to get you into it, right? The roles are reversed. I now see how you felt. <laughs> but I finally switched. I, 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 have, I, I went so deep into my, my psyche and, and the pain that I've now come out the other side. But now you're, you're there. So I don't know. What are we <laughs> going to do here? Uh, sneeze. That was a hell of a sneeze. Um, I don't think I've ever heard you sneeze before. I've got the sniffles. <laughs> I know you're choked up about Dominic and, and, and his, yeah, I'm, I'm, his, his contributions to surging ratings. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will never care about Dominic. Okay. But a lot of people do. A lot of people do. <laughs> this Way is too the many future people. of wrestling. I, this is why people keep asking me, Joe, are you okay? Your, your dynamite reviews, you, you sound grumpy, the, you know, the shows are good and you're still angry. Um, what's going on? Because I see the future. And it's mommy this is the and future poppy. Of wrestling. Yeah, it's all over, man. The, like, like the future of wrestling is very bleak. The, the, you know, it's uh, just the worst shit possible is what connects with audiences. Anyway, what's next? Uh, the main event is next. NXT title match, Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams. And that's important. Defending the title against Ilya Dragunov. And I'll tell you, Joe, Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes, not seeing eye to eye these days. Well, Trick- it's time to shit or get off the pot with Trick Williams. Well, I think they are. I think they are. And I'll tell you, man, right. you've always you've always been on the Trick Williams side. They did a segment backstage that was Carmelo Hayes, Ilya Dragunov, and Trick Williams. And it's one of those things where you see Trick Williams in the room with those guys, and you're like, "That's the dude." Who right comes there. across like the biggest? Star. That dude does. He's big. He's like uh, he's like yeah. a foot taller than everybody. He's yelling and screaming because he wants to get at Ilya Dragunov because he's he's pissed about Ilya Dragunov. And Carmelo was like, "Oh man, we can't be doing that. We can't be fighting guys or whatever." And Trick Williams is like, "Man, I don't care. That guy, you know, I want to beat his ass or whatever." And Tr- Carmelo Hayes is like, "Hey, I'm a champion. I have to conduct myself as a champion these days." And Trick's like, "Screw that. I don't need this shit." So it was it was yeah. good. It was like you see that segment and you're like, "Yep, that's the guy. That's the dude. That's the guy that like I know what that company likes, and I know what." Yeah people like you know <laughs> watching enough wrestling over the years tricks the guy tricks the dude so if they like you said if they shouldn't get off the pot with him it's going to be pretty obvious that he's the guy there in that team he's tall he's telegenic he's a good-looking fella 
He can talk. He's chiseled on granite too. He's yeah. He looks great. He has natural uh, charisma where your eyes go to him, right? The question is: Is he is can he work at an acceptable level? But here's the thing: It's never mattered less in this company. That has never mattered less right. than it does right now. I mean, Carmelo Hayes can go. He can work. He can wrestle. But he doesn't look like a star. And he carries himself in a star, but in that fake, inauthentic way. Like he's playing a role. Do you know what I mean when yeah, I say that? He's playing like, a star. He, he's, I yeah. am being a star professional wrestler. I wear suits and I have glasses. It's like he watched The yeah. Rock in 1998 and goes, aha, there it is. I need to do that. And it's like, well, they, I mean, The Rock did that because he's Trick, The Rock. Trick yeah. just has the natural aura, right, but right, he right, doesn't, right. you know, but he's just green. And, you know, Carmelo Hayes was on the Indies for a number of years. And, and you know, so like if I had to bet on one of them, I'd, I'd bet on Trick. But he also has a much like Carmelo obviously has the much higher floor. Like Carmelo Hayes can go on the main roster right now and have a seven year career on the main roster. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 His, his floor is, is much higher than trick. Trick Williams may never get out of developmental, but I think if everything came together for trick Williams, he would, he has much more, of a higher ceiling than oh, Carmelo yeah, yeah. Hayes. Does. Oh, way, way, way higher of a ceiling for sure. It's it's the the it's the it's the uh how can I put this without being rude? But Carmelo Hayes would be the choice of the of the like the casual observer who doesn't really I'll put myself over here. I have an eye for this shit. And Trick Williams has the higher upside than Carmelo Hayes. And you really expose yourself if you think it's Hayes. Is what I'm getting at. You're being fooled, right? Is it? You see what I'm saying? Oh, like, for sure. No, no. I, I, I didn't always see it as much as you did, but I, I've certainly in the last few months. And then I saw this segment, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, Trick's the guy. <laughs> like Trick is so clearly the guy here. Trick, it, yeah. I mean, and, and and look, I don't think he's any kind of lock at all. He is not good in the ring. At least the last time I saw him. I'm not studying Trick Williams tape, Rich, to be honest. Believe it or not, yeah, but wild. The last time, you know, I've seen him on Level Up. I've seen him on NXT. I'm always like, man, this guy's got a ways to go. But it's never mattered less. All you have to do is be acceptable. Are there so any more is, matches on this bullshit that is show? It. Like, that is it, okay. and uh, we will not review it next week on the show. I am not spending one I second I really don't want to watch it. I, I, yeah. But, you know, I'm probably going to watch it. We're pretty dumb. We're pretty dumb. We watch a lot of dumb shit for no reason. Yeah. But we do have to talk about NXT ratings real quick uh, because we might think this is dumb and we might think Dom and Mommy and Poppy and freaking these guys suck and we hate them. But goddamn do viewers love this thing. The last few weeks of NXT ratings have been bonkers. July 25th, the show a couple days ago, 700,000 viewers, 703,000 viewers, 0.23 in the 18 to 49. That's the highest 18 to 49 since June 20th. And they've kept that momentum going for a while because June 20th, the date that that was, was, and we'll go back to that one, June 20th, 773,000 viewers, just a, uh, just under 800,000 viewers and a 0.23 in the demo. That was for Seth versus Braun Breaker, freaking versus Braun. Yeah. 
and that 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 quarter hour and i think it might have even had an overrun if i'm not mistaken really lifted the number but the number is what it is but they just did another point two three this week Mm -hmm. and i mean maybe it was a marathon and not a sprint yeah apologize to paul um they might they're 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 gonna they're gonna catch dynamite they might they have a legitimate chance they do a very 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 legitimate chance to catch dynamite one of these weeks and that is so i I can't believe we're doing the show a year ago I, never in a million years did I think that would be the case. Yeah, they were doing point one ones and they were falling off the chart. Remember? Yeah. A couple of those weeks where people were like, I can't find them on this chart. Are they there? Did they make a mistake? And it was like, Nope, we didn't make a mistake. <laughs> They're not on this chart. So yeah, that's, it's, you know, that, you know, and it, it, dynamite this week did just under 900,000, which is a very good, you know, total viewers. There's still a gap. There's and a, a point sizable gap. To, yeah. We're being a little facetious here. We're being a little dramatic, but like, the gap it is closing I mean, a lot. You look at that graph that WrestleNomics does. Yeah. It's getting closer. That line is getting a lot closer than it should be getting at any point. It just speaks to what you're saying. Mommy and Poppy and 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 freaking and that stuff is, is drawing numbers. July 18th, 746,000 viewers and a point two one in the demo. July 11th, 671,000 viewers and a point two zero in the demo. Now, they had a bad week July 4th because they had a show literally on the 4th of July. They still got a half a million people watching that show. 508,000 viewers and a point one three in the demo. So it's like, yeah, that's a yeah. bad number, but it's on literally the 4th of July. So it's like, I don't know. I can't be too, you know, crazy about that one or whatever. But then, yeah, June 20th, I mean, they, they're, they're June 27th, they did 622,000 and a point one seven in the demo. So the last three weeks, they've done over point two in the demo and either just above 700,000, I mean, 703,000, 746,000, and 671,000. Those are good numbers. Good numbers. And the whole idea here is that WWE has started putting main roster talent on the show. Yeah. And it's working. And it's obviously a plan to kind of buff up NXT ahead of a new TV deal. And it's working. So these guys are going to make a shit ton more money from this thing. NXT, yeah. which was on Death Store seven months ago, is now going to get another huge TV renewal because of this. The total viewership is one thing. It's the demo numbers are what's impressive because again, this show used to do like point one ones, point one twos, and it had the oldest like median viewership of any wrestling show. And younger people, and this has been a trend with all WWE programming as the bloodline is heated up, are really getting into WWE and watching their programming more. And that now includes NXT. It's not just the old. 50 plus habit watching WWE fan who's just going to watch anything WWE produces because he liked watching, you know, Bob Backlund and Bruno. It's not just that guy anymore. It's, you know, it's, it's people within the demo and they're watching all of the shows. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. They're NXT's doing great. It's, and it's wild. Yeah. I've, I've never been more disconnected with what, people like in pro people wrestling like. than yeah, I am right now. I, I kind of with you too. Yeah. Cause I got like these guys at work that always want to talk to me about like NXT and WWE or whatever. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't want to. And I don't want to be like that guy, the grumpy guy. But I'm just yeah. Like, yeah. You don't want to piss in their corn. Flakes. I know, but he's like, you Hey, you watch, did you watch the Usos thing? And I'm like, no, I didn't watch the trial. And he's yeah. like, well, my wife loved it. I'm like, good for your wife, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't want, I, you, I would be caught dead watching the trial of Roman Reigns, but like he couldn't chance. wait. 
Couldn't wait on Monday. I walked in and he said, hey, did you watch the trial? I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't watch the trial. And then he was like, hey, you see that Dom's on NXT? And I was like, I know, no, <laughs> no, I didn't watch it. Like, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's wild, man. I don't know. Love it. Fun business this is. Uh, all right. <laughs> Before we uh, bid adieu here, real quickly, uh, G1 Climax, a little catch up here. So, for people that do not know, uh, you are doing daily G1 audio over on our paywall, flagship patreon.com, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling, voices of wrestling.com slash patreon, all on our $5 tier uh, again. So, uh, make sure you subscribe there, flagship patreon.com to uh, get daily G1 audio. So, we're not going to belabor the point by talking too much G1. And, and I think that's better to talk about next week as we get a little bit closer uh to the final nights i think yeah we're, well we still got we, we got a, a little ways to go here so we're okay i think by next you know let's see. you know the one thing i want to talk about is i really like this format and schedule from the standpoint of you know there's only two more the guys in the a and b block only have two more matches yeah right right and that means that there's only if you look at the schedule they have the show in Kagawa on Tuesday, which is an A and B block night. Okay. The C and D block have three more matches. So they have Aichi on Sunday and Hiroshima Sun Plaza on Wednesday, right? At that point, all of the blocks will just have one more block match left, meaning the next four shows are the block deciders and their single block shows. The doubleheader in Osaka at Body Maker 1 is the A block the first night, the B block the second night, four matches each. And then the C block is in Yokohama Budokan, and the D block is in Shizuoka. Okay? It kind of like, and then the next show is the quarterfinals in, in, uh, in Chiba before we go to Sumo Hall. It's like we're wrapping things, we're only on night nine, and we're already like wrapping things up in the blocks. So, in effect, what this schedule has kind of done is eliminated the dog days. Because we're in the dog days now, but we're really not. We're not. It doesn't, like, the dog days, this schedule eliminates that. Because there's only three more shows before we get into the nitty-gritty. Because four shows from now is night one of the Osaka doubleheader with the A-block finals. With the four final A-block matches. And that's only night 13. It's like before you had to wait till like night 19 before you had matches that, you know what I mean? And it's like all those dog, like we'd be entering the dog day shows now, but what we're really entering is the important shit. That's going to decide who moves on. Right. And then the quarterfinals and the playoffs as Kevin Kelly calls them. So from that standpoint, I like the schedule more because by night 10, Okay, we're already at the point where it's like, all right, we know how things are stacking up. We know what the advancement scenarios are, and we're already into the business end of the tournament by night 11. That rocks, you know, because you don't have those dire. All right, it's night 14 in in fucking Takamatsu City Gym. And here's, you know, bad yeah. luck Fale's eighth mat. Like, <laughs> right. Half these anymore. people are eliminated. I know these guys aren't moving forward. Like, what are we doing here? So from that standpoint, 
just when you're starting to get tired of watching eight matches a night, there aren't eight matches a night anymore. And now you only have to watch four matches a night once we hit Osaka. So now that we've had a chance to digest this 32-man thing, and look, there's way too many people from the standpoint of there's too many shitty wrestlers. But if these blocks were a little more loaded, man, this would have been great. This would have been, like, perfect. Because you'd have more great matches, plus this schedule is a fucking breeze compared to, to previous years. And there's... And the thing about it is there isn't any less shows. It's just the format makes it easier to digest. Right, right. It doesn't feel as daunting as it did. At, the, at this point no. every year, it was like, oh, God, how many more? Dude, if we're on night nine. I feel like we're hitting the home stretch. You know, I did my review today. I'm like, geez, these guys have fucking two matches left. And we're not even at a single digits. We're not even on night 10. And there's guys that only have two matches left. So this thing, like, it, it makes it feel breezy getting through it. And they haven't even given us, le- and it's the same amount of shows. So my opinion is this format is a winner. And I'll tell you something else. These 20-minute time limits rule. Oh, yeah. Because they might be ruining, I won't say ruining, they might be putting a cap on some matches. Like, I don't think Will Ospreay and Okada had enough time to really tell the kind of story they wanted to tell and have the the kind of... the. the they didn't. They weren't able to have the best possible Will Ospreay Kazuchika Okada match in under twenty minutes. I they agree. weren't. I agree. And, and some people but, can. Some people can can tailor really good matches to that time limit. And I think those guys are capable of it. But it just felt like Okada can't. It. Yeah. It, it felt I, like they did the opening five minutes of an Okada match and then realized, ah, fuck, we got to get going here, man. And then they just started doing shit. You know what I mean? Like. It had the beginnings of like Okada kind of lulling you in a little bit and and doing his thing. And then it was like they made the ten minute call and then they were like, ah shit, all right, let's just do it. And then they just went and did shit for the last ten minutes. You know, and and, and it's a great match. That's a great, great match. But yeah, those guys have so many better matches in them and have had it's, many it's, better matches. I think the time limit it, it the, the person who suffers the most is Okada because he really is it takes him a while to get cooking in a big match. And 20 minutes is a little short for him. He he is from the era of like 25, 30, even 40-minute main events. He's got to cram his whole story into under 20 minutes now. He's, he still had some great matches, but the flip side to that is nothing overstays its welcome in this tournament. And you you never feel like, at least I haven't, I have never felt like, oh, my God, I have three matches left. Because they're all, like, 15 minutes. Right, right. You know you can get through them all pretty quickly. You know, it, it's so no matter how bad the first half of the card is, I know nothing is going to drag in the second half. They're going to get in and get out. If that means I have to sacrifice a quarter star off of some of the main events, I will take that trade off. So now that we've got a large sample size, I am double thumbs up on this format. I really like it. The, you know, the only, like I said, the only, the only true downside is they don't have 32 guys good enough to be in this tournament. That's the problem. Tangaloa, uh, any of the Haku kids, actually, you know. Yeah, you can have them all. <laughs> I don't need any of them anymore. Um, you know, and, and, and Chase Owens and, and all the guys, you know, Yano, fucking Plunder Yano which is what I'm calling Kenta now. Kenta is now Plunder Yano. Oh, I like it. I like um, it. Yeah. 
you know, that's exactly what he is. Every match is like a new creative gimmicky thing, but it's plunder. He's plunder Yano. Um, like all those guys can fuck off. Like it, they don't have 32 guys good enough for this thing, but the format and the layout, like, and, and the 20 minute time limit, I mean, you know, what they should consider doing is when you get to the playoffs, make it a 30 minute time limit again. It's only four matches anyway, a night. And not even the quarter. No, the quarter. It would just be for the four quarterfinal matches, the two semis in the final. Make those 30 minute time limits and let these guys, you know, stretch their legs. Well, I know. Aren't they? I thought they were opening it up more. Are they doing that? That, that, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Don't quote me on that. It's late in the night. Yeah, I don't recall. I don't recall if they, they stretched it out that. later. And that, yeah, that, that might be a good move. If they if they didn't do that, that's probably the move to do, for sure. Yeah, I could live with that if they do that. that that'd be fine because you want those matches to be as yeah, good as oh, possible. Yeah, oh, for sure. But the 20 minutes on, on the block matches, I'm fine with that. It it's does, perfect. like you said, it puts a ceiling on some of the, the – the, you're not going to get, like, incredible all-time great, you know, type of things like right. you could have gotten without Okada and Osprey. But that's fine. Like, it, 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 I will take that trade-off to make – most of the other tournaments sustainable enough and, and and not feel like it's long in the tooth for sure, which has, has definitely been the case because it feels like most matches are f- fitting into the, I don't know, the 10 to 15 minute mark or whatever, which is, is fine with me. So um, no, it's been, it's been, I would say from last week, I've liked this run a lot more. The The last week has had a lot of really good shows. Some of the guys that I was really down on, I think, have turned the corner a little bit. Like, I think Gabe Kidd has, has, has turned his tournament around after being like, I don't want to see this guy ever again, and I'm skipping all of his matches. <laughs> like, he's turned his tournament around a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I think, all in all, I think the last couple of shows have been pretty damn good, with the last two shows really standing out to me as being being great. I think night seven, I want to say, is... Pr- no, night, or night eight, night, night eight, night eight, night eight. Is, night, night, five, night, five and, night five and night eight. Wait a minute, if... When they get to the quarterfinals, doesn't it have to be no time limit, just like the New Japan Cup? Oh, I guess that's, to yeah, I guess you're right. Because you right. can't have a draw. Right, oh, yeah, duh, duh, of course. So they, so that's that's what you were think, trying to think of. They didn't make it. They, 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 there's no, there, there can't right, be a right, time right, limit, right, right? Right, I mean, I could look that up, but that just makes sense. No, 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 because, yeah, it's like time limit and uh, nobody is the winner. <laughs> Go home, both of you, yeah. No, yeah, you have, to, you have to have winners. Right. So it'd be like New Japan Cup where it's – they put the little infinity symbol in the time limit thing. Um, so, yeah, night five and night eight have been the best nights. I think that's pretty much been consensus. But um, think of it this way. When we do our show next Thursday, we are it's going to be the block final shows already because they'll be in the middle of a break. And next weekend are the two Osaka shows, which is the A block and B block finals. This thing is flying by. Yeah, it really is. And yet, it's the same time, but it feels like it's flying by. So, I, I yeah, love the format. For sure. Definitely good format. And, uh, yeah, so uh, as it stands right now, you know, schedule uh, block-wise, I should say here, uh, you have – I'm just going to go over the, the, the top top guys there. You have Sonata uh, at, at A block. He He's tops at 10. Uh, and then Kaito Kiyomiya, Shoto Umino at six apiece, Gabe Kidd at five. So those are effectively the only guys that are in the mix there. But uh, yeah, the the rest of well, remember it's two guys that advance. So... Right, exactly. So it's like you it's, can't Sonata's eliminate everybody, on. but Sonata's for sure moving on. And then some combination of it's going to be Kaito Kiyomiya, if we're being honest here. But it, it, you know, Kaito Kiyomiya, Shoto Umino, and I guess Gabe Kidd could could find his way in there too. But it feels like effectively everybody else is pretty much done. 
your Chase Owens, Hikaleos, Yotsusujis, Ren Naritas. So, uh, yeah, we'll... if you want, I would oh. say this. If, if, if anybody wants super deep breakdowns of advancement scenarios, I get really in the weeds. There, the, so go the... go do that. We're not going to do that here. We don't have time for it. Rich, We're... Rich, Rich is going to do the common sense <laughs> Right, right, right. I'm going to do like, yeah, that guy ain't going there. Come on. But you're like, okay, Hikaleo has a chance here, and here's how. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I do always enjoy those. Uh, B Block, Will, and Okada at both at eight apiece. Taichi's at six. Yoshihashi's at four. Phantasm's at four. Tangaloa's at four. Kenta's at four. Great Okan's at two. Osprey and Okada are moving forward, right? I would think so, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're, that's, I'm just going to go with that. Uh, C Block, who the hell knows, man? Anything can happen in the C Block at this point. David Finley's at six. Evil's at six. Tomatonga's at six. Eddie Kingston's at four. Shingo Takagi's at four. You made your call last week that Shingo could make a a, a, a valiant run. And uh, yeah, he is not out of the mix yet either, but uh, who knows what's going to happen in that C Block. I probably would go Finley and Shingo, but I think that, that you can you can play around with that block a little bit too if you if you really wanted to. If you wanted to get cute and have Evil in there, that's fine too. Uh, I think Shingo and Finley is probably the play, but but there's a few different ways you can go there. They've got to go non-chalk with one of these quarterfinals. Right, right, right. You know, Eddie it, Kingston. It, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this seems like a, a block where you can do that, right? I mean, I think Finley is going to be one of them. But you can't just go chalk in every single block with both guys. Right, right, right. I guess you can. You could. I, I guess Kaito Kiyomiya would technically not be quote-unquote chalk, but no, I guess. No, he's chalk. That I agree. would be, that's an absolute slap in the face if they don't advance him. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, and then the D block, Jeff Cobb's at eight. Zach Sabre Jr. is at six. Naito's at four. Goto's at four. Tanahashi's at four. Shane Hayes is at four. Coglin's at two and Toriano's at zero. So we we've pointed out that Naito and Tanahashi, of course, are facing off in that last night. So it's possible that Tanahashi plays spoiler for Naito. Um, yeah, I don't know. The D block is also similar in that I think there's probably three names you could probably realistically move forward. So just which one are you going to leave out? That's yeah. All. So I, Cobb feels like the one you leave out, but maybe he's your wild card that you put in there. You know what I mean? He's gotten off to such a great start that you can see him falling apart at the end and right and zach and naito be the guys that move forward or whatever yeah that 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 might be the one where if you're interested in doing somebody that's not chalk you know Cobb and naito move forward and, and saber is on the outside looking in or whatever or naito gets here's spoiled out of to look it at too though here's something to look at too though on the final night on the final nights of the blocks they're probably not going to do like turn around and do and 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 do any potential like weird the quarterfinals is that the do you face who do you face in the quarterfinal you face, you face people from different blocks from so you the would opposite pay. blocks right right so you right, do right. it's the first place in one block and like the second place of some other yeah i can get the exact let me see if i can get the exact scenarios there i, I used to have them in my head when we first were previewing these i have ones, it right here I... so it's a block first place and c block second place okay E block first place and D block second place and so on. Um, what I'm trying to say is you probably don't want to set up scenarios where you get a quick turnaround rematch in a semifinal. But I guess the way they're set up. Okay, so here's why they did it, though. I don't think you can face the person from your block until the final. Right. So you wouldn't have to worry about that anyway. If I'm understanding what I'm looking at properly. 
like if the two people who come out of the A block would be on opposite sides of the the tournament bracket and could only face each other in a final. And that holds true for all of the blocks. So, yeah, but the D block, it's going to be, you just leave one of those three out. I, I think Tanahashi will be in position of spoiler, not advancing. Oh, no, no, no. I think Tanahashi is not. Yeah, he he's he, he will at best spoil, but probably just be in position to spoil and maybe not do it. And then, yeah, he, he's not advancing. There's no way. Yeah. You can't, you can't put that guy. The state of him but right we'll now. we'll have a clear... It's a good, it's good, it's a perfect time to do a show next Thursday because we'll, all of the blocks will have the one match left and we'll have the four block finals coming up and we'll have a much clearer picture yeah, of what yeah, everyone needs to do to advance. So it's actually really good timing for us from that standpoint because the final round robin night is Wednesday and then they take two days off and don't come back till, until Saturday for the A block final. So Thursday is a perfect time because we can go over all four blocks and all of the various scenarios for everyone. For sure. Yeah. Should work out perfectly. So uh, there you go. So that's next week. And we will talk about all that stuff next week. We'll uh, maybe review NXT, the Great American Bash. Uh, We'll talk about G1 scenarios. We'll talk about all the other stuff going on in the world. Maybe we'll find out some stuff about all in uh, Wembley. But that'll happen next week on the flagship Uh, That is this episode. Of course, make sure you subscribe to us for additional bonus audio and written content at flagshippatreon.com, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling and voices of wrestling.com slash Patreon. Make sure you subscribe to the voices of wrestling podcast network on your podcast app of choice. Make sure you subscribe to the individual show feeds as well. We have our full on, you know, podcast network feed, but if you like any of the other shows on the network, which of course you do, you listen to these shows. They're all great shows. Make sure you listen to all of those additional shows and subscribe to them on your podcast app of choice as well. Uh, you can also subscribe to the discord or join our discord. I should say voice says discord. Uh, if you want to join in on the conversation there and we're on all these dumb social medias, but who really cares anymore? We're on X and blue sky and threads and all these dumb things that nobody really cares about anymore. Facebook. We're always on Facebook. We've been on Facebook since day one. We're still on Facebook. So anyway, that's it for us. So that is Joe. I'm rich. We will talk to you next time on the flagship podcast. Take care. Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate.